0: Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's incredible new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and friends. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL and obviously you can hear the excitement in my voice. I've been I haven't podcasted since last Wednesday, and I kind of feel like I've been missing something. And one of the things I enjoy is not only hanging out with the incredible people panel i have put together for you each and every week on prime time but it's hanging out with the community to get the you know temperature of how everyone is feeling how you enjoyed the holiday what games you picked up during black friday and what we're going to be talking about today it's a lot of fun uh one of which is ridiculous but The mag has a lot to say about Phil Spencer caught red-handed paying Ubisoft (laughs) to make sure Assassin's Creed Valhalla runs better on the X and not on the PS5, folks. It is groundbreaking news, and I think Phil Spencer has just officially lost his job at Microsoft, but we're going to get into that. But let's get into the introductions as we wait for everyone to file on in here. We're going to start with the mag. Mag, welcome. You didn't celebrate Thanksgiving like we do here in the Americas, mm-hmm. but in you were you celebrated in spirit with us. How the heck have you been?
1: I have been very busy, wonderful, hello everybody, boom, chat panel, yes, I am the middle-aged game guy, better known as the MAG, and I am here tonight, I'm excited, uh, I'm glad everybody uh, got their fill of turkey this week, uh, In <laughs> here in Canada, we get our fill of turkey in October, we do it Indeed. a little bit differently up here, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm super excited to be here tonight, uh, it's been, yeah, almost a week for me for podcasting as well, and uh, we got some great topics, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to get into some fun ones. We're going to get into the uh, ridiculous shenanigans that is, uh, you know, social media and poor, poor, poor Phil Spencer being thrown under the bus by the toxic community on how, you know, because of his inquiry on how some games were at some point running better on the PlayStation 5. And obviously, that cannot be true simply because... The PlayStation 5 is a great machine in itself, but it's not a more powerful machine. So, obviously, they had to make some sort of adjustments on several games like Dirt, like AC Valhalla, like Watch Dogs. And, obviously, now that those games are running in a much, much better uh, manner, people are calling foul. And, of course, Phil Spencer... Uh, has been thrown under the bus but we're going to get into that in a second but let's continue with the introductions folks next up our resident Kate crusader back on ptg welcome to the program there cybernox
2: glad to be here boom what's going on chat what's going on panel hope everyone that you know uh, is here in the states uh, had some time off to you know relax and enjoy family friends and hopefully you got some gaming Uh, we got a good show for you guys tonight. I can't wait to get into this topic, so let's go.
0: Yeah, well, it's great to have you here each and every week, and definitely we have a lot of topics to get into. Next up, you know him as someone that appreciates. No, he doesn't just appreciate. He absolutely loves Resident Evil, and we have a big topic on some breaking news for Resident Evil 8 that might piss him off. Please welcome the Tempest Sun.
3: Hello, everybody. How you doing? It's good to be here again. I am uh, regulated to the room again. Uh, house, what, the house—the house is a madhouse right now, so <laughs> I'll be jo- enjoying the show from my guest room here. But uh, no, it's good to be here. I love the Resident Evil topics. You are right. I'm ready to get into this.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we do have some um, some leaked info regarding Chris Redfield, the sli- one of the little stars. Of and all, and again, of course, pun intended. Stars, you know, being that he's a part of, <laughs> yeah. uh, that could potentially be the antagonist. Maybe I don't. Be. Better not be. I don't uh-uh. know. I, I, I think there's going to be a deep fake, but we're going to get into that next up. You know him as someone that's still floating on a water-sogged calzone, looking for land in Florida. Hopefully, he will not get eaten by a shark. Please welcome, clowns. What's up, dude?
4: Hey, what's going on, man? You know what? It's been a hectic day. I heard some really bad news about somebody in the community. I'll talk to you later, Boom, about it. Okay. um, And I hope you guys didn't hear my dog. I have the RTX thing on, so hopefully it worked. But I had some real pizza today. I had some real Sicilian pizza. Mag would be very proud of this. Uh, (laughs) I got it from a pizza place in Tampa. It was the real deal. The only thing was it did not taste like New York pizza. It's missing the water. And they could have added just a little bit more sauce. But other than that, I mean, close enough. Real Italian people, you know, real Italian pizzeria. So it was good, man. And uh, no, I still don't have a pet gator. So if you want to donate a dwarf alligator to me, I'm always looking for one. Hit me Excellent. up.
0: Well, listen. Uh, hopefully, that dwarf alligator doesn't eat you in your sleep, uh, thinking that you actually are calzone. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> listen, uh, we're waiting for Gaming Forte, who should be joining us momentarily. But but you know, before we get into some of the bigger topics, kind of want to pick the the uh, the brains of not only the panel but the chat. Black Friday obviously was this past Friday, and some of the deals. That were made available at places like Target, like Walmart, like Best Buy, more specifically, like GameStop, were out of this world. Uh, I don't know what everyone else did, but me, I can tell you that I went on a Switch game hunt where Ooh. I scored 14. That's yeah. right, one four Switch Good games. Lord. And I revamped my uh, my physical collection because it's weird. For some reason, with Sony and Nintendo, I buy them physically. With Xbox, because I'm confident about the about about them, I buy everything digital. Um. Oh, as the fire engine goes by, hopefully they're not, they're not uh, putting out the fire that this show is going to be. But, you know, Mag, let's go to you. I, I know that yeah. you traditionally don't celebrate Thanksgiving because yours is in, of course, October. Mm-hmm. But did you take, t- take a advantage of any of the Black Friday sales that were going on this past weekend?
1: Well, I got to tell you, we do have Black Friday up here. Uh, they do do all the sales and everything. And usually, Actually, they usually do it for about two weeks before. It's like Black Friday month, which makes no sense, but Ooh. it doesn't matter. It's still fun. But here's the problem. With the launch of these two new consoles that just came out, and on top of that, I just have literally no patience whatsoever. I bought nothing. And you know why I bought nothing? is <laughs> because I paid all, I blew everything I had, two weeks before black friday so i got my (laughs) oculus quest 2 and i got games for it i got the ps5 i got the series x and i bought all the games that i wanted to get uh, ahead of time because that's just what i do and i bought a kitten for crying out loud i mean i'm pretty sure they don't put kittens on black friday sales but anyway the point is i spent everything (laughs) so by the time and i have two uh two relatively new tvs they're not even a year old each and I'm just sitting there going, this is the saddest Black Friday I've ever had because I got nothing (laughs) to look forward to. I mean, that sounds like real first world problems here, folks. Let's get real. But at the same time, I bought everything. So I'm like sitting there going, I'm so sad. There's nothing to buy. And I got to tell you, boom, I'm sorry. I got nothing against Nintendo. It's just not my thing.
0: Uh, No, no, no. Listen, listen. I I get it, dude. Look, look, I'm going to say this. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm an old school cat. The oldest one in in the panel. No doubt about that. And there is something, at least for me, like I know some people are like really, really um, over the moon excited about anything Disney. That is how I feel about Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, you know, a lot of people, they, they do kind of rake their fans over the coals with if you have some of their old games, like, for instance, one of the games I'm very excited for that I should have no right to be excited for in 2021 is Mario 3D world yes it was on the wii u yes i 100 percented that game i found every star and i had a blast doing it you know something even though i still own the disc even though i have a wii u still plugged in because my nephew enjoys it just as much as i do i will spend 60 dollars on that game with a big cheese smile on my face and I, Nintendo is probably the only company that, A, can get away with it, and B, <laughs> I will not complain about because I just love Nintendo. I guess maybe because I was, you know, for my 15th birthday, I got the NES. Um, and I have been a Nintendo kid, and I'm 50 years old, and I have never lost the love for the iconic mustache and just everything that comes with it so i i, I hear you i hear that, that you know the switch may not be your bag um but it's i again i went i went crazy folks i bought yeah. everything that i passed up on and then some new stuff on top of that but uh let's go to our uh, tempest sun Tempest, um, I, you obviously know what I bought. You obviously know what Mag bought. Well, he didn't buy anything because he was pr- practically uh, you know, hooking on the corner because he spent all his money before that beforehand. Yeah. What, what yeah. did you take advantage of anything on
1: Black Friday?
0: Honestly, no, I didn't around this time of year. I'm
3: I'm self employed and uh oh, okay. my my line of work is if something's broke, I need to fix it. And it's kind of like a cosmetic thing for cars. Right. And uh nobody likes to spend money around this time of year unless it's for a gift, but that's few and far in between. So around the time everybody else is gearing up to spend, I'm gearing up to not spend anything. So it's life man but you know what i got ac valhalla and that's like you know four games practically and uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty best, much so.
0: yeah yeah pretty you know, much I'm i mean good. listen I'm good.
3: I, I will say this though i will say this i don't know how i got to do it if i got to sell myself on the corner you know so be it i think i'm going to get phoenix rising cuz that dude is, it's getting is incredible looking awesome.
0: reviews dude yes it is yep, they're yep. calling it the sleeper hit of of mm-hmm. 2020 and they're saying that it is it's going to fall in line with a game of the year nod by many, many wow. people.
3: Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, yeah. So that was my. Adventure I hear like uh, like
0: it's not like somebody is sanding in the background.
3: I apologize, man. I don't know. I like I said, like the kids and my wife are watching a movie out there.
0: Uh, let oh, me okay.
3: swap something around. I'll see if I can fix it.
0: No, you got to do no problem. Well, listen, we'll come back to Tempest Sun momentarily. Uh, Cybernox, uh you are right around the corner from where I am, uh, even though yes, we've sir. never met in real life, and hopefully that will change once COVID goes that, away. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what, what 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 did you take advantage of for yourself
2: for gaming? Oh man, uh, like yourself, I did. Uh, I did buy a couple of Switch titles. Um, I'm not big, I'm kind of like Mag, I'm not big into Nintendo anymore unfortunately, I don't know what happened there's something there that I'm not it's not connecting with me, you know but uh, I end up uh, My wife, she actually Was interested in a couple of games, which I was Just like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know Like, why not? Because she's not a big uh, She's not a, a gamer per se You know, but she's interested in these Games, so I was just like, yeah, why not? So we picked up uh, Yoshi's uh, Crafting World Oh, dude, that's so good Yeah, so she's been <laughs> watching that And we picked up uh, Luigi's Mansion Excellent pickup, cool. dude was cool. um, one more for the Switch That we picked up, and I can't Cool, uh, it might have been Fire Emblem that uh, I think I picked up the three, three houses, houses too. I got it for yeah, uh, yeah,
0: 23 bucks or something like that. I mean, you can't beat that. that oh
2: man, crazy. it was all on sale, it was like 25 bucks each. Yeah, so was, mm-hmm. yeah we went to town and I think we picked up a, a a Mario title too. I can't remember, there was like three or four Mario titles uh, on sale, but we picked up one of them. I don't know which nice. one she was Well, won.
0: hopefully, if I don't know if you ever played Odyssey, but that's a masterpiece.
2: Yeah, uh, we we have that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. for myself, I picked up. Uh, so I was talking to Boom uh, before the show. So we picked up Control. It was twenty bucks. So we, you know, I was just like, ah, I haven't played it yet. Why not? And then you know we got. <laughs> there's some rumors going around that might be coming a Game Pass. So, you know, uh, that was all. That was fun to see. Uh, and then I picked up. Um, what it? oh I picked up uh, the Division Two uh, nice. New York Warlords uh, expansion. Nice, that dude. was on Telter for like eight bucks. I could have oh it yeah, the, yeah I, know, the, I,
0: I enjoyed the division two a lot. I enjoyed one a lot more, I guess, maybe because I'm you know, I'm, I'm a New York kind of a guy and I really enjoyed running around. You know, it was holidays. nice, yeah, yeah it, was, uh-huh. it was nice to run around the city during a snow. The yep. second one was okay, it was Washington, D.C. I know people that, that live in that area are probably amped about it, but I, I mm. didn't enjoy it as much as I did one
2: yeah and then the last game i picked up was a uh, shadow of the tomb raider i started oh. it when it was on game pass but i never finished it and i was really enjoying it by the time i came back around to it it had gone so i saw it was on sale it was only like 15 bucks
0: oh that's a good deal pick yeah. that
2: up and i was like oh i'm all set on games right now it's not like i already have a backlog and i'm playing valhalla destiny and all these other games but add some more games to it you know it's always great
0: yeah, no, absolutely. There are one, other, one other game other than Switch games I picked up was Star Wars Squadrons for the PlayStation 4 for the VR aspect. I paid 16 bucks for it, so that's not bad brand new. Um, but, Clowns, let's go to you, brother. You, you're always looking for deals. You're always posting when you pick up and you find a whole bunch of collectibles. Did you pick up anything during Black Friday?
4: Oh, yes, I did, boom. Okay, yes let's I go. Did. So... GameStop had an error, which was awesome. So (laughs) it was supposed to be buy two, get one free. Um, But before the store is open, the online website honored it as buy one, get one free on all pre-owned
0: games. Wow, really?
4: Yes. So I picked up games that I normally would never buy. And I would never normally buy a Dragon Ball Z or uh, One Piece World Seeker. And I figured, well, since I'm getting them both for like $14, why not? Why so, the hell
0: not? Yeah. yeah.
4: Got them both for like about $14. Um, I'm still probably going to get Star Wars Squadron for like 16 on Xbox. Yeah,
0: good deal. Good deal, yeah.
4: And I got Marvel's Avengers on Xbox. I already have it on PlayStation. But I want to get it again because I really like the game. So I got it on Xbox on disc and I did it through Target. So I got like 5% off because of the red card. Right. Plus I had $13 credit. So I ended up paying only like $14. After that's ridiculous,
0: Xbox. dude. I love hearing stuff like that. That's, that's how you stick it to the man. That's how you do yeah. it.
4: <laughs> That's what I did. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm actually not done. I uh, also am shopping for computer parts on Newegg. and nice. I'm looking for, like, good deals, like, like uh, large percentage off of, like, different motherboards, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm going to continue my Cyber Monday deal probably through midnight tonight and see what else I can find.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, obviously, uh, you know, the the whole point of these, you know, shopping online is because no one can really get to the stores. Uh, At least I would definitely advise you to stay away from the stores. But this, uh, I mean, again, slow but steady opening to the incredible topics that we're going to have, you know, we're going to cover. I do want to move on to, of course, the opening salvo. And that is, you know, what has gone on. Now, look, here's the thing, folks. I'm all, I'm all for a joke, right? I'm all for, you know, people, you know, giving their opinions on, you know, on certain things. Cause it's like, you know, it's your opinion. You're, you're, you're genuinely allowed to have it, but there comes a point in time where you, you, you start to worry about people's psyches and you start to worry about, you know, whether or not this has gone from a joke to being serious. And obviously, Digital Foundry um, did a bunch of analysis on games, you know, comparing PlayStation 5 games running versus the Xbox Series X running. And, of course, we kind of knew that was going to happen. And in some aspects, there were some parts of, like, AC Valhalla that were running better. On the PlayStation 5. Now, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, I have almost 40 hours into the game. I, and here, here's a little, now that they got, we got the update, I, I know I'm going to get shamed for this. I'm not playing it at 60 frames, folks. I, I'm a graphics whore, so I'm playing it uh, 4K30 because I like the detail. I like the, the, the you know, again, I'm a graphics whore, but there <laughs> were, there were some, you know, some people that were, of course, you know, it's like anything on the internet, you know, people are going to run with it. But it turns out that this running narrative on social media happened right before the Thanksgiving holiday. And of course, what's worse is I actually saw Twitter posts and Reddit posts and an ongoing debate on how AC Valhalla could possibly run better um, on the Series X, how could this be if it was running better on the PlayStation Five? Well, they, you know, Ubisoft, I guess, was working close with Microsoft to figure out why the performance wasn't as good on the better piece of hardware, and they figured it out. And it turns out that um, it's now running absolutely fantastic. If you if you haven't played it or you you were playing it and you get back to it now, you're going to immediately see a difference in just about everything. Um, And for some reason or another, um, the PlayStation version, uh, PlayStation 5 version, through the patch that was sent by Ubisoft, remember folks, not Microsoft, um, it somehow downgraded the PlayStation 5 version. So, of course, the toxic community that we all want to avoid in social media came out with the torches and pitchforks, and they aimed them at Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. Now, of course, this is preposterous, but there were many, many people. And again, I read these threads and I got to be honest with you. It worries me that people actually believe that Phil Spencer, and these are the words that I read, paid, paid Ubisoft to sabotage the PlayStation 5 version, now just saying that out loud, makes me feel like a complete boob because it's ridiculous. It's preposterous. And But there are people that actually believe this. And we were talking in our private DM like we always do before the show. And, Mag, you kind of got a little bit of a mouthful on this to, to talk about this. So why don't you get into how ridiculous of a story this is and why we're even talking about this.
1: You know, th- the fact that we even have to address this situation is the same reason that uh, Xbox or Microsoft had to uh, tweet and address the situation of, uh, guys, we can't believe we have to tell you this, but stop vaping into your Series X, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this is literally the same idea. It's so preposterous and ridiculous that, that it has to be addressed. But there, you know what the thing is? With the invention the invention of the Internet, there's not more dumb people in the world. There's the, the, the dumb people in the world, there's actually been the same amount. We just see them more now. That's all that it is, right? So now we yeah. get ridiculous stories like this. You know, now, Phil Spencer paying off devs. I mean, to me, that sounds like the ramblings of a desperate 10-year-old fanboy. Okay, this does not sound like an adult. You know, I'm picturing like some guy, you know, like some fat guy with white hair sitting in the Senate going, His actions are reprehensible. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> utterly ridiculous. You know? Um, uh, and, and you know what? You you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, it's so preposterous to even fathom that Phil would somehow—I I can't even—I can almost not say without even laughing—that would somehow have the power or legalities to do such a thing. Okay, not even dance moves. Okay, I wouldn't even put anything past that guy. I mean, you know what? I clown on that guy all the time, but he's actually not that bad of a person. But but he does do some ridiculous stuff. Well, he definitely does
0: put his foot in his mouth, for sure. He puts his
1: foot in his mouth all the time. And, you know, we call him out on it. It's kind of funny. We make a couple of jokes. But we're not accusing him of, like, you know, espionage. Like, come on. Like, get real, guys. You know, I mean, he wouldn't even conceive of such a thing. Now, stop to think about it. You know, when he comes to something with the power of the Series X, you knew that at some point the Series X was going to perform better. Okay. You knew that this was going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time for those devs to be able to get those tools. Um, sorry, to get more familiar with the tools that were given to them because it was given to them late. Yes. Now the other thing that I'm kind of concerned about, maybe they, maybe this is just a thought. Okay. So like nobody, you know, don't start firing arrows at me just yet, but maybe they dialed back the PS5 just a smidge because maybe, you know, I, I think that the PS5 is kind of punching above its weight. Does that sound? Does that does that make any sense to anybody? Oh, I believe it is, and I'm not saying that that's that 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 that's a wrong
0: thing, but mm-hmm. the, 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 we don't listen. Look, folks, here's the thing T- to to Mag's point, and I again, I never thought of this Mag until you just put that whole sentence together. Now we oh, do, we do know for a fact that there are PlayStation Fives now functioning. By the boatload, and I'm not making it up, folks. I had it happen to me. I had mine literally die for 10 minutes, wouldn't respond to the power button, wouldn't respond, respond to the controller while playing miles and miles out of complete nowhere. And finally, after 10 minutes, I don't know what happened. I, it didn't say that it got hot because it's 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 where it needs to be, so it does not get hot. But I know that it had to rebuild everything. Because the error message came on, rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. Finally, the screen went black. It came back on. Now, thank God this video. Thank God. Yeah. But I will say that we do know that Sony has overclocked certain aspects of the PlayStation 5. Now, we. Again, right. this is this is not this is not me headhunting for the PlayStation 5. Folks, I support it. I love my PlayStation 5. In fact, that's all they played over the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that maybe, maybe, Mag, you're on to something. Because oh. maybe yep. the way that they were
1: doing it for AC Valhalla had the console running hot. Exactly. And I mean, like I said, it's just a it's just a thought or a theory. I'm not saying it's fact, but I mean, it sounds pretty plausible, doesn't it? I mean, when you start thinking about it and you start hearing about all the issues, you know, the over uh, and they for sure overclocked. So that's what makes me think that maybe they're punching a little bit above their weight and they're doing that obviously because they know that the Series X is more powerful. It is not it's not even a question. And even even those uh, even Digital Foundry, they're like they were they were confused. And they were like, oh, I don't understand what's going on right here, right now. And, you know, they, they couldn't yeah. understand why the Series X was underperforming. And they know that it is physically a more powerful machine. And, again, I, I, I don't have a problem with PlayStation. I have one. I'm looking at it right now. It's like the Empire State Building on my coffee table. It's ridiculous. I love the thing, though. Anyways, I've been playing it like crazy. And I have no issues with it. But at the same time. If you're going to try and punch pound for pound with Xbox, I'd rather you didn't because I want the console to still live. I don't want my console to burn into flames because mm-hmm. they're trying to match uh you know specs on a Series X. Okay, I don't want that. I want the experiences that Sony offers. Yeah, I don't want you to go toe-to-toe with Xbox, okay, in terms of power, it's not gonna happen unless they release like a PS5 Pro down the road. But what they've got right now. You focus on good performance, decent performance, excellent graphics, and outstanding stories. You know whether it's single player, multiplayer, whatever the hell you're into. Okay, I personally play them for the exclusives. Okay, so give me good exclusives. I don't care if it's running at 45 frames per second versus 60. Give me an outstanding story and an amazing experience. I got to tell you that Astros Playroom, it dude, is, it is so good.
0: Oh my god.
1: Okay, I absolutely adore that game and not only because it's a fun little cute little game with this robot jumping around and you know beating the beating the crap out of centipedes, but whatever. The point is I like it because it's an homage to the entire history of PlayStation. You see it how is. like you could find like memory cards from like PS2 and yes. it's a celebration of the entire history. Give me stuff like that. Yeah. Don't try to punch pound for pound, okay, with with Xbox in terms of of, of specs and power. You're not going to do it. So I have a feeling that maybe Ubisoft made a decision and saying, hey guys, you know, maybe we're going to dial it back just a bit. And by the way, they're not just going to do that without Sony's permission. Okay. So they have to go through Sony in order to do that. You know, they can't just do that and then just be like, yeah, Sony, bite it. They can't. They have to go through and be like, listen, this is our thought <laughs> process. It. You know what I'm saying? They're like, this is our thought process. This is what's going on. These are not decisions like, you know, you walk to the cupboard and go, "Do I want a cookie or do I want a bag of peanuts?" These are big <laughs> decisions. You know what I'm saying? Love- these are big decisions made by big people with big money involved and yeah. big money at stakes. So at stakes. So you know that, that these are not decisions to be taken lightly. Therefore, Sony knows to think. I'm going to bring this all back now. To think that Phil Spencer, I, I can't even say it without laughing again, to think that Phil Spencer had something to do with this. You need to get your head checked.
0: Re- it really, it, it becomes the the kind the kind the kind of conversation that people want to have beyond this is something that you would have in a schoolyard when you are ten. That's maybe what I'm just, seven. I'm saying
1: a desperate ten-year-old.
0: It is, it, it is, again, preposterous. Uh, listen, I, I want to bring um, the clowns into the conversation here for a second. But before I do clowns, let me just catch up on some of these outstanding Super Chats. And the first one of the evening comes from a very generous friend of the show, Dank Dank. Drops a very generous $5 Super Chat. Says, hey, boom, and panel, keep doing what you guys are doing. And happy holidays. Hope you're getting everything you want and need. Well, thanks for the compliment and thank you for the well wishes. Another generous friend of the show that was here, one of the first ones here Early on, the living flame uh, drops an outstanding five dollars super jet and says, "I went Black Friday shopping for a tablet, new alarm clock, and Man Eater. Finally, four case Man Eater, I got one thousand out of one thousand achievements, and that that game is incredible. If you if you like just a game that's mindless and will make you laugh." Like, literally fall out of your seat laughing. Man-eater is a must-play. Boomstick approved 100%. Thank you, brother. He says, and it was jawsome experience. Oh, dude, that's a great pun. I appreciate it, brother. Um, We also had another super chat come in from, let's see, where are you? Um, From X Burke, who drops an outstanding, very generous $5 super chat. and says, boom, I love how you have Mag to represent Canada on your show perfect choice also been loving the series x can never go back yeah i I agree i don't think it can ever go back but listen clowns you know we know for a fact and i'm not trying to make excuses for microsoft because you guys know that i do not pull my punches if microsoft does something and it i'll lose subs i'll get some nasty messages and even get some thumbs down I take them to task the same way I take Nintendo and PlayStation. I think that is what makes me, at least in my opinion, a very fair-minded host for these shows. And we know for an absolute fact that they did not get these dev kits out before Sony. Why was that? Well, again, in an interview with Phil Spencer, he confirmed that Microsoft was waiting for AMD... For the full specs of RDNA 2, that's confirmed. That, that came out of Phil Spencer's mouth. We've heard that from other people. So they waited. And because they waited, the dev kits did not get to the Ubisofts and the Activisions and the Codemasters and everyone else who needed them to put games out. And because of that, as we saw with AC Valhalla, there were a few shortcomings when, by all, by all accounts, clowns, AC Valhalla should run, look, and play best on the Series X simply because of mathematics. What are your thoughts about the ridiculousness that somehow Phil Spencer and Ubisoft, more specifically, went out of their way to hurt the PlayStation fan base by downgrading Valhalla?
4: First of all, that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. And I got to agree with Mag here that they're probably like some 10-year-old toxic fanboy mentality to say something that ridiculous. Because, you know, at the end of the day, this is Ubisoft's game, right? This is their game, Valhalla. Do you think that they intentionally wanted to run worse on one console over the other? Do they want that kind of baggage? Absolutely not. Ubisoft wants their games to run the best that it can on any console that their games are on, including PC. So to say that they're intentionally getting paid <laughs> off by this conspicuous theorist that, you know, Phil Spencer somehow... Uh, involved in a conspiracy theory of trying to make games run worse. It's just ridiculous. It is what it is, people. It is If it's running worse, deal with it. And understand that technology is beyond your own comprehension because it's not intentional. Yeah. Let me get this straight. No company would want another company to fail. And all these fanboys, if they read Phil's recent article in The Verge, his interview, he even says he would want no company to fail
0: he He said that yeah good point he
4: he wouldn't do anything like this to make the xbox stand out in fact it wouldn't make the xbox stand out because then somebody would find proof that it actually occurred so this is a load of bullcrap and you again no company wants their game to run bad on any console period i'm sure that whatever ubisoft needs to do to get the game running up to par they're going to do the best that they can with what they got they're not going to go ahead and say, oh, man, if only we got paid off by some conspiracy theory, maybe a couple hundred grand, we'll make the game run worse. It's not even worth it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it, it's, it's worth it for it to do something like that? They want to sell their game on every console it's available on. So that is what I got to say about this. And Mag is 100% right. And people, go read that Verge article if you're going to come up with nonsense like this, please. Because there's a lot of facts in there that you could use.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's it's actually – that's a great point. Uh, I, and I want to encourage anyone that uh, is interested in hearing the most candid Phil Spencer you've ever heard. Uh, that Verge interview – um, does have an audio version. So all you have to do is find it online. I mean, if you want to read it, that's great. Cause you know, I like reading stuff as well, especially when I'm putting these shows together. Uh, it's much easier for me and quicker more so than me to have to, you know, take the notes and type while I'm listening. Um, but the, the, the interview is, is fantastic. It is really well done. And Phil is once again, as candid, as a human being and a head of Xbox, you could ever want. Like I said, listen, I, I know that I've said this before. I am very proud to say that Xbox is my first choice. And the reason why it is is because of the leadership. And the leadership is Phil Spencer. And I really do appreciate what he is trying to bring the millions and millions of gamer uh, fans, not just Xbox fans, but gamers across the universe. Uh, CyberKnox, let's get you in on the conversation. You've heard what everyone has said so far, so I don't see that you're going to have any different of an opinion. But to know that um, Microsoft got word that their version for the Series X was not up to par. They immediately contacted Ubisoft. I, I I would imagine that they're, you know, they they put they put their heads together. They figure out what the problem was, and a patch was put out there. This is great work for Microsoft's head dude to be on uh basically be on call to fix an issue because obviously ac valhalla is probably one of the biggest games of the year and uh, one that a lot of people are playing for you or what are your thoughts on, on on the the running narrative that phil spencer somehow had anything to do with a downgrade to the playstation 5 version
2: first of all what it's kind of like what mag alluded to earlier the fact that they even have to address address something like this it, it's mind-blowing you're telling me that phil spencer a gamer because we all know he's a gamer okay by heart the one who's been praising about unity and how he wants to give gamers choice let he wants all game he wishes that games could be played anywhere you yeah. know Mm -hmm. He wishes that all games would be accessible to all types of players. You're telling me that that guy actually went and paid. So come on, guys. What are we talking about here? It's (laughs) ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. Now, with that said, them questioning why AC Valhalla looked the way it did on a console that should be performing better that's absolutely, I would do the same thing, Yeah, you know why is this game performing the way it is on this piece of hardware that's capable of doing so much more, now we all we we know that Ubisoft games usually at launch, they're not the best optimized games, they're very buggy Uh, Assassin's Creed games have been, have had, you know misfortunes before, Unity was a big example of that so um ubisoft games tend to come with a little bit of bugs but for for you guys to for someone to bring up this narrative that they are paying ubisoft to deliberately uh downgrade the ps5 version and just optimize the xbox series x version so it looks better it makes no sense guys like come on and there's two. If you think about all these variables, like it doesn't make sense. One, what if someone finds out their reputation goes? They they no longer have a they they no longer have a reputation, right? Ubisoft no longer is a company that can be uh to be trusted. Exactly, you can't trust them anymore. Microsoft, mm-hmm. they they are gonna go against everything they've been that they've been trying to do. They've been pro-consumer, pro-gamers this whole time. They've been trying to give gamers everything and allow them to, you know, just enjoy this hobby that we love so much, gaming, without all of this nonsense, with all of this, you know, Phil even uh, referred to as uh, gaming tribalism. You know. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so no, man, there is. It's absolutely nonsense. On paper, you know, Microsoft, um, their console is the most powerful console. It is. So them just questioning that, like, why is this, why is is um, Valhalla not performing to the capabilities that um, it can? It, it's just normal. It's just, you know, someone maybe even trying to help our developers to faster optimize their games as well with Valhalla, you know? so no way man phil spencer that guy man he has done so much for the xbox community just look at the xbox ecosystem and the platform that it is today compared to what it was like yeah no, no that's man, that, that, that's no a way.
0: fantastic He's, point
2: yeah so yeah man that that's it no, there's no truth to that the fact that we've been talking about it you know it, it, it's and the the fact that did they have did they did they address this or or not? no they
0: haven't addressed it personally oh, yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah, glad so, they didn't because yeah, i think sure, that would yeah, be i'm
2: sure they won't either so no the, yeah, they man, don't they don't have um, cuz
0: again it's it's ridiculous
2: it, it is ridiculous and for people to even think that that's true man come on that's still, yeah. that's just nonsense
0: I, I absolutely agree. Listen, before we get to, of course, Tempest Sun, I want to welcome in a surprise guest appearance from not only Noof Newcomb, the other Canadian. We have not only one, we have bookend Canadians here today, but we also have, we might see, and we're going to, I'm looking at the flight schedule. He's, his chopper should be here momentarily. We could get, a, we could get a visit from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Noof, how the heck have you been, brother? I'm good, man. Thanks for the invite. Always a pleasure to be here. Feels like it's been a
5: long time since I've been on Prime Time, but I am glad to be here with all you fine cats. I uh, hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving south of the border, and uh, I'm ready to jump on to whatever topic you want to dish at me, brother.
0: Well, listen, we will come back to you in a second. Uh we do. We're talking about the how Phil Spencer was caught red-handed paying off Ubisoft to downgrade <laughs> the PlayStation 5 version of AC Valhalla. Tempest Sun... Let's get your opinion on this because you are a very straightforward, straight thinking kind of a, a of a gamer. What are your thoughts on this ridiculousness?
3: Um, first of all, does it sound like I'm sanding something or am I? Okay? No, no, you're
0: good, you're good, you're good, you're <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> um,
3: all right. Uh, I can't really say anything more than what everybody else has said. Everybody's been perfectly on point. It's ridiculous. Um, Instead of focusing on the negative, I I can pull from it a positive, not just because the Series X is running better, uh, but they added uh, options. It was a big patch. They fixed a lot. They did. They Mm -hmm. fixed a lot of bugs. They took the Series S version, and they gave it a performance mode. Uh, And the fact that you can take a game that pretty much still cripples most PCs, and take a $300 box, even though it sits at 720p a lot of times, which is super low resolution, it's still a $300 box. Put that in perspective. Mm -hmm. Open world world games on the Switch run sometimes at like 480p or under, at 30 frames a second. The Switch is a $300 console. Plug in the Series S, even though it's just 720p, 60 frames and a, a, a pretty silky smooth 60 frames at that. So the Series S owners, it was a big win. It was a win, even though they had to drop the bottom end of the resolution on uh, the Series X version. It's just what they had to do. And I don't – I do I, – as an Xbox fan, I got I to be completely honest. It always feels like there's caveats. It always feels mm-hmm. like there's something slightly off, slightly wrong. We, we literally have a, a $500 console that by all means eats my PC for dinner. Like it just eats it completely. It like kills it. And I got my PC for close to two grand or it was about two grand, uh, about not even two years ago. Right. So it's just more powerful. It's just the the time that I got it, you know, it was, uh, I have a 1080 TI. Yeah. But it is more powerful. But comparing the two, it's like, um, it's just not ready. It should technically be able to power through stuff, but from what we understand, they got their dev their uh, their tools in what June, I think.
0: Yeah, late June, as a matter of fact. What late June, very very late June, yeah.
3: So that's the caveat. There's it always seems like there's kind of a what if. I truly believe, and I truly do believe, in like around 2022, there's going to be no more what ifs. All of their first party studios will be rolling out games, you know, probably three to four AAA games a year, which will be fantastic. Plus all the stuff in between and Game pack. I think they'll be. They'll be running on all cylinders then, right? Mm -hmm. For now, there's some growing pains, and that sucks. And by all accounts, PS5 was running better, and now, technically speaking, the lower end of the resolution is still higher on the PS5. Um, And there's a multitude of things. On PS5, they also gave you a performance mode and a quality mode. It could be just a simple bug. It could be something so, so small I mean, this is totally off the rails, but this goes to my point. Remember that alien game, uh, Colonial Marines? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That whole game's AI, all right, could have been, I'm not even kidding you, 100 times better. Not perfect still, because the game was crap. But 100 times better, and the AI was the worst part about that game. The alien AI was just stupid like so dumb
0: it was it was it was i mean
3: listen it was again
0: it was it was awful yeah
3: yeah it was a typo do you remember that story Mm -hmm. it was a typo in the like config files or something not config but it was literally a typo they like forgot an s right somebody found that out put the s in the uh the the game code and voila the ai was like a hundred times better So I'm just saying they did change stuff in the game. They fixed bugs and everything else. So it still runs perfectly fine on the PS5. So this notion that Microsoft paid actual money and told Ubisoft to make it worth is is ridiculous. But the positives is the game's better, you have more options, and it's only going to get better from here on out. And for future titles for the Series X, it's just growing pains, man. This is, uh, you know, they waited. And the long run, I don't even think in the long run, I think in the next six months to a year, it's not going to be a long run to get to that point. But I truly think these developers will have time to, like, mature their skills on these on, on the, Absolutely. the SDK. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I think it's fine.
0: You know what? I, I, I want to bring up a particular member of the chat. He brings up an, an amazing point. I wasn't originally going to talk about it, but I do have a slide that I want to bring up. And that's Naru Hin. He says this. Uh, and I, I'm actually going to pose this question to Newf Newcomb. He says the one that spread this ridiculousness is John Linneman. He makes digital foundry look bad and unreliable. Now, to his point, he, I I, I want to just do a, a, an asterisk, it, like in real in real time. Um, you know, John Linneman uh, has been, and we know this for a fact, has been bullied online by many very, very sad human beings that that we can, that, that, that are considered gamers. And I want you to understand something. If you partake in bullying, if you partake in harassing or threatening, and I happen to find out about it, you understand you're going to be blocked. So I just want to understand that we're going to talk about John for a second, but I just want people to understand that the bullying is not something that that, that is a part of Double Barrel Gaming. Okay, I want you to understand that it's okay to have a different opinion. Now, to 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 kind of bring John into the conversation, I'm gonna bring up a particular slide. And you know, he he sometimes puts his foot in it, in it, and 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 considering the source, there's no reason for him to do this. And the reason why this thing spiraled out of control is because of this particular tweet. Okay, let me just bring this up right now. Here we go. Okay. Now, Joe Miller, who I have no idea who this kid is, he wrote, he says, Welp, we know PS5 runs the game much faster and better, so it needs to be crippled not to make Microsoft look bad. Nice move, Phil. Now, this is a comment that, in my professional opinion, is not one that needs to be discussed by someone as dignified as digital foundry I, I find it to be ridiculous right i find it to be very very low on the totem pole and john writes don't know uh, don't uh, don't know but you're right they made the ps5 version worse i would recommend not updating it now there is no reason for john to get involved in this you are a power professional and you are part of Eurogamer, which is one of the biggest european game sites in the entire planet i find it to be very small of john to in to, to get involved in this kind of nonsense so of course like he's done in the past he will stoke the fire he will tweet something and of course then the wrath of god has been opened and then he will delete his tweet and then go into reclusion not going on social media now again i want you to understand. I do not want anyone, and if I find out that you're following me and you partake in this, in bullying, threatening, or harassing, I'm going to block you because I don't want that to be a part of my channel. But you know, I want to go to Noof on this. Noof, this, to me, not only is the story ridiculous about how Phil Spencer was so, somehow responsible for the PlayStation 5 version now looking worse due to a patch that was sent by Ubisoft, on the other side of the planet oh by the way but the fact that john would somehow interject his opinion into what is clearly council war bullshit Mm. what are your thoughts on this
5: well, first off, let me just say that I have the utmost respect for the guys at Digital Foundry. Me, now, and, people, and I as
0: well, yes. Some
5: people may, obviously not, because people want to play their own side of the narrows. You know, I've seen it where these guys say something good about Xbox, and everybody loves them, and the next day they say something negative, and everybody hates them. So it, it's part of that fanboy narrative. But at the same time, I do I do think those guys, and especially when it comes to Lineman more so than Ledbetter, that he kind of knows what he's doing, or maybe sometimes he even is just not aware of the way his um stuff comes out on social media or, or the way it's interpreted i mean based on his tweet here uh they made the ps5 version worse well okay it, the patch theoretically may have made the version worse but phil spencer didn't throw money at ubisoft and said hey man you got to make our version better like that that's the most asinine and biggest pile of uh, poop mm. i've seen since the pile in jurassic park i mean nobody's <laughs> buying i mean nobody should be buying that i mean come on man like the industry's not that 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 freaking nuts, okay? Like, that that is not happening. But, you know, but like I said, I have the utmost respect for these guys. You know why? Because they know tech. These guys spend their lives around tech the same that we spend around gaming. I mean, they're playing games, but they know how to find and find, analyze things. They're... They're up to date with the latest tech. They know the specs. They know how things theoretically should run. They know when something is not potentially running up to capability or capacity. And and sometimes I sense that disappointment. And sometimes they call a spade a spade and they say facts are facts, you know. We all know there's a lot more on potential for both consoles. We also know that there's a lot left to go with the Xbox Series X that we haven't seen, and I hope to God we do see it. But, you know, when it comes to all of the stuff being behind schedule or a version being worse than the other, I mean, yes, if the tools came out back in June... Obviously, that only left those developers a couple of months to play around with things. They're probably focused in on one version first, kind of catch, playing catch-up with the other versions. And at the end of the day, look, if I give you a shovel and I get a shovel, but you get your shovel a, a month before I get my shovel, don't... You know, generally, if you're working at the same rate, aren't you going to dig that hole deeper than I would, right? Yes, makes sense. You know, but- look, and, and it also comes down to talent levels. It comes down to... Um, Is talent because look you look at the cooking shows. Okay, and and this is a great way to put analogies in there The cooking shows you look at these cooking shows every cook that's in there, right? Uh, They all have pretty much the same tools They're given the same ingredients and at the end of the day Somebody makes a masterpiece and somebody screws it up because it comes down to talent We've seen this time and time and time again with Sony studios No matter how big they are or how small they are that's naughty dog We know they have a ton of talent Hence, somebody like uh, Sony, uh, is it Ben? I think it's Ben. Uh, or, yeah, or,
0: Ben Studios, Barnes? yeah. Uh,
5: mm-hmm. Or the one Ready at Dawn that did, because I'm playing, uh, going back to the order. And I'm, I'm still blown away with how amazing that game looks. From one of their studios, that's not even considered a top suit. Now, they're not a studio of Sony anymore. I think they're actually going to make VR games. But you see my point here. It comes down to time. It comes down to tools. And most importantly, nine chance out of ten, it's all about talent. It's about who can get the most maximized results from the from the tools the toolkits given and it's like olympians i mean it's amazing that a gold medal is often separated from second place by what a fraction of a They're second, a second that's, right yeah and that's what i'm not gonna gold to a silver but nobody remembers silver even though you were like 0.2 seconds off nobody mm-hmm. remembers your name it's all about the gold right
0: yeah I indeed
5: this console race is much the same on paper, Xbox is the more powerful console. In time, we should see the bulk load of games running better right from the hop because it ju- if they tap it properly. But again, if, if, if everything is going to be based on the lowest common denominator and they're not going to put the full efforts in, then it makes no difference. And we're seeing this with the Switch. I mean, first of all, I just found out that Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch. Is anybody else, Jaws, not on the floor thinking, how in the hell is that even possible how are
0: these games <laughs> who the heck knows
2: they put the witcher there man possible. they put the witcher
5: This is what I'm saying. so <laughs> you know what even though those games don't look and run as smooth as say you know an xbox one or uh or x a ps4 you got to give them credit first of all they tried and second mm-hmm. of all they actually made it work which is even more impressive yeah i mean for the average switch owner you know what you're getting uh you know it's going to run at 30 frames a second or less it's going to have lower resolution textures They're going to do what they can to get it running but the fact of the matter is it's not to the point that i look at doom eternal on the switch and go man it was like the difference between 16-bit and the 32-bit era right totally (laughs) you know these are not night and day gaps but they're gaps that you can see those guys at digital foundry break it down it's really unfortunate so many people jump on lineman they jump on lead better every time they have a negative skew for one console or the other and it happens on both sides it's not them trashing xbox constantly or playstation because we see it i mean look how much heat they took when they had to finally admit that red dead redemption 2 looked and ran a hell of a lot better on the series on the one x can, right?
3: can i can i say something real quick though yeah, yeah
0: jump in. yeah absolutely. I
3: I, absolutely I I i ring the bell I, i've considered signing up to their patreon account just to support them even though they don't need my support really But I love Digital Foundry. I feel like I learned something when I watched their videos. Um, I feel like, in the realm of video games and tech, they've made me smarter. I appreciate them. But there are some just oddball things. Like, for the first, I'd say, year that the One X was out, Mm -hmm. they were doing the comparisons between PS4 Pro and One X. And all of a sudden it stopped. Instead, what they started doing was comparing the 1X version to PC. PC, right. Which always struck me as way out there, like odd. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Because it's like you know the PC version is going to be better. You're talking about a difference of potentially a 1000 to $1,500. Easy, you know. So -hmm. it just never made sense to me. Now all of a sudden the – comparisons come out and by all means i'm not taking anything away from the from the playstation you know their dead kit dead kits have been out there forever so you know kudos to them they're winning they're winning the quote-unquote how games are performing right now they're you know the power race or whatever currently so it is what it is they're 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 winning that but when you listen to their videos they are downright excited I don't know if they're excited because it's good for clicks. It's good for, Oh, 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 you know, the console war. I don't, I don't know if it's good for that reason, but you have a year easy, like a full year, year and a half of no comparisons between the pro and the X, because honestly, the X was just taking it every time. Maybe that's why they stopped, but it's not consistent. Now, all of a sudden the PS five has a slight, a slight advantage, but an advantage. And all of a sudden they're super duper excited. You could hear it in their voices. They are like giddy. Right. Yeah. So I maybe I'm just, this is coming from the guy that wants to root for the underdog or the, yeah. you know, root for Xbox, whatever. But just I, when I heard it, I was like, eh, you know, just be consistent,
5: guys. Come and on. Just remember, if any of us have ever owned a Windows PC, we all know about how the latest, greatest update doesn't always mean it's the latest and greatest. We've all seen our computers take right. yes. massive steps yeah. backward after an update, and you got to go do a rollback because something else is crashing. Or now an app is completely missing. So, like, it happens in gaming. It's unfortunate. Fortunate, but it happens. And like I said, th- those guys also have preferences. And again, they run a media site. At the end of the day, they're trying to give you tech information as fact and stuff like that. And they put it right out there on the screen where you can see it for yourself. But they have preferences and they also know what sells, right? They're not that stupid, you know. Like, like they, they know that sometimes in order to maybe get those hits in their sites, they're doing the analytics. They know, okay, the one that has the negative Xbox angle on it, it's probably gonna get. You know 4,000 more views they want it. They want to make money These guys are in this to make a bit of money, but they're also in it to educate people I don't hold them accountable to that. I mean it happens in all of the industry Uh, I Mm -hmm. think most most of the time more often than not they're pretty fair. They're pretty awesome, but I agree with you Yes, it was kind of weird They went from apples to apples to Apple versus a freaking watermelon at one point, right? That's like (laughs) They're not comparing the Xbox one X version of a game to the switch no, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, here's the Switch version, and they compare it to nothing. It's like, yeah, well, this runs at like uh, 25, and you know. so yeah. you know, I'm not going to say much more on it than that. I mean, I, I think the whole paid off uh, Ubisoft is the biggest, like I said, load of crap I've, I've heard in a very long time, and anyone that's naive enough to believe that, man, you need to get your head checked because that's some serious work going on right there um mm. and like i said and, and 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 i agree with boom man the bullying and stuff over over games at the end of the day it's all about fun it's all about gaming and as any like who really cares you know what if these specs were never even announced and we had no idea what console was more powerful than another would anybody uh really care at the end of the day you'd be playing your games and you probably wouldn't even notice anything you'd be like ah this thing looks amazing and it runs good um and of course, I know there's people that are going to hear this podcast and they're going to be like, look at the Xbox patrol damage controlling again. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we say to those people, you know, you can go suck a lemon, but uh, because it's the same old story all the time.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And and you re- the really great points from the entire panel. Again, this was I, I had to bring this up because it was it was an important topic that was Uh, You know, it it took a lot of the media, uh, you know, over the holiday and the fact that it even got any legs really surprised me. I got to be honest with you. It surprised me, but more so disappointed me. Uh, It disappointed me not so much that people uh, are going to stoke the fire. What bothers me and and, and is a bit of a head scratcher is exactly what you said. You know, Digital Foundry, I understand. I respect the hell out of what they do because they have more knowledge than I than, 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 in the thimble than I have in my entire body when it comes to tech, which is why I tune into them. What upsets me and what disappoints me is that they are the considered the gold standard when talking tech, when doing comparisons, and to come down from such a high level and, and such a prominent position within gaming to now start... Getting in the middle of this console war nonsense, it to me, it 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 really detracts from them being a legitimate site. And obviously, we know that they're legitimate. We know that the that, that all of the big makers go to them because of their technical prowess. What again? What disappoints me is that they stoop to such a low level sometimes. And I get it. I understand. It's all about clicks. But you know something. Maybe just being real and, and that should just be enough, you know, maybe just talking about the tech and comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges and not looking to bend the way you do things for a particular company. Cause that's how it comes off of, you know, look, here's a perfect example. A good friend of the show, pixel bit G drops at a very generous five hours chance Says facts. Digital foundry is a great site, but there were plenty of instances of them throwing softballs to Sony, harping on Xbox and adding their feelings into the facts. Thank you. I don't think I could have said it any better Pixelbit G. And 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 that really is the crux of the conversation. And listen, as we close in on 400 people here, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to hang out. I do want to ask if it's not that big of a deal to you, I would love to have 300 likes before the end of the show if you are enjoying the banter if you're enjoying the uh you know the weekly show please support this uh by just hitting the 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 thumbs up button i i would do tremendously appreciate that but before we get into the next topic and it's one i cannot wait to talk about I do want to just kind of give everyone the heads up. We are 25 days away from Christmas, which means that we are closing in on the annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. And if you are new to the channel, you don't know what this is. Uh, since I started YouTube, and I've been doing it now for three years as of November 3rd, uh, every Christmas, Mrs. Boom and I try to give back to the community through the super chats and the Patreon and channel membership that uh, supports us. And um, we're going to do it again. Obviously, for the launch of the consoles, my brother Neo Mental, Mrs. Boom, and I, we did a $2,000 giveaway. We gave away two consoles, 10 next gen games, and two controllers one DualSense and one um, uh, Xbox Series X controller. Now, this next contest, what well, contest, next uh, event that we're going to be doing is going to be happening on December 18th, which is a Friday morning. And how that works very simply is this: uh, as of as of today's show, we are recording all super chats, and if you drop a super chat in, you get entered into the contest. If you are a, pa- a Patreon supporter, you get in, you get in, you know entered into the contest automatically, and as well as a channel supporter uh, through the channel membership, you get into the contest. And we're going to put all the names into a picker, and we're going to announce those uh, prizes. Uh, uh, on the 18th of December, and it's going to be over $600 in prizes that both me and Mrs. Boomstick are paying for out of our pocket. Uh, the two grand prizes are going to be $100 gift cards two $100 gift cards, a uh, one winner per gift card to your favorite digital place, whether that be a Nintendo eShop, uh, Xbox Live, or of course, PSN, $250 gift cards, four $25 gift cards, one robot white series x controller and one dual sense controller and uh again one winner per prize and we're doing that on the 18th of december so if you are someone that has dropped the super chat in if it's someone that you are already supporting us through patreon and or channel membership you will be automatically entered into the contest and, uh, again, it's just our way of giving back to the community that has been so generous to, for, for us and Double Barrel Gaming. And I just kind of want to make that quick announcement. But I do want to move on to a topic that I know that our good friend Tempest Sun cannot wait to talk about. Now, look, Resident Evil, if anyone knows me, knows that that is by far my favorite franchise of all time. Uh, I have beaten... Just about every Resident Evil, even the crummy PlayStation 2 light gun games I've beaten and still own um and uh, we we are on the on the verge of getting resident evil 8 the village i believe it's going to be coming out in february i don't have confirmation i think we're going to get that much sooner than later uh but but capcom likes the first quarter of the year for their resident evil games we've seen that with seven we've seen that with with uh, resident evil 2 remake and last year we got Resident Evil, I'm not sorry, last year. This year, we got Resident Evil 3 remake. I believe it was in April. So they do like that first three and four months. So I would imagine that we're going to see Resident Evil 8, the village, um, possibly releasing. But we do have some artwork that, re- that was leaked. And it may have spoiled a big twist. And if what I think it's going to be, I don't think Resident Evil fans are not going to be as happy uh, with the the, the potential turnout. Now, in a story pulled directly from comicbook.com, they're reporting new artwork for Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 appeared online last week with the artwork potentially spoiling a big twist. That we may or may not see ha- uh, happen in the game. Now, the leak in question was spotted via the game's Steam listing and showed an image involving Chris Redfield, one of the heroes of Resident of the Resident Evil franchise, uh, with his face cut in half. Now, not literally cut in half, but on the other half of the of the picture was a werewolf. And we do know that werewolves are a new um type of enemy in this game uh and uh, a lot of people are starting to suggest that maybe just maybe chris redfield somehow gets turned into a werewolf and he becomes the antagonist of the game and i know that tempest sun is not going to be happy about that but listen real quick oh there's your little guy hey there how's everything
3: yeah, it was my little girl here. I'm multitasking. Oh, okay. Somebody said it's true.
0: <laughs> uh, well, listen. Uh, I, I Well, it's good to see her on camera, and she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. My God, you must be a very big man in real life because she seems very small to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's a little
3: girl.
2: Yeah, but listen, was uh, that? Huh? No, no, I said baby rain. <laughs> yeah, baby rain. That's her. Yep. <laughs>
0: The um, uh, Tempest Sun, the aesthetic gamer, who uh, who is someone that has in the past leaked massive amounts of Resident Evil and has never been wrong. I mean, the guy is a guy or girl for that matter. I don't know who the person is, but they go by the aesthetic gamer. They have knocked it out of the park and they are reporting that the official artwork for the game is showing Chris Redfield bundled up in the snow looking downward. Uh, And, you know, what are your thoughts if they're going to make him into the uh, the antagonist rather than the protagonist of the game?
3: Okay, so they can do. Okay, first of all, I said this in the DMs and I mean it. um, I don't have many tables in my house, maybe three to four. (laughs) So after I flip those and it's not enough, I'm going to go to the nearest furniture store which I think the closest one is rooms to go. I'm going to flip every table at that store. Well, hopefully
0: Uh, you you don't get arrested so we can get you in on the next (laughs) (laughs) podcast.
3: Listen, Chris is my dude. There's no way. And he's like, you know, he's like the ultimate good guy. I mean, it is what it is. You know, he's the best. So uh, they, they do this. They can do this all the time, though. it's very well possible that they're just trying to trick us. Um, for promotional uh, material too, that's a common thing where they show half of the protagonist's face and half of the antagonist's face. Yes, absolutely. So it could be, it could be that there's a, a bad guy they haven't shown yet uh, in the game that is a werewolf. Or potentially if he is a werewolf, if he manages to not be like a dick of a werewolf and then just be like a bad guy – I guess maybe it'd be pretty cool if Chris was also a werewolf. I mean, he was already pretty overpowered. So I mean, he might be cooler now. Right. I don't know. It could be any one of these things. I just, they, they really can't make him bad. They just can't do it. I, if they do it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, how would people feel? I mean, Chris isn't everybody's favorite. A lot of people like Leon more, uh, imagine they make him bad
0: myself. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I just, it just doesn't work. So, I mean, I know they tried to veer us in that direction with the preview of the game with him shooting that person. I almost guarantee you that there was something wrong with that person. That person was a werewolf. That person was whatever, right? Um, I just think it's a marketing tactic. Uh, We've seen this stuff before. Uh, I mean, heck, you know, I love Halo, but Halo 5 had an entire Uh, (laughs) campaign, marketing campaign that had nothing to do with what the game actually was. I mean, do you remember that podcast, man? Uh, It was a Hunt the Truth. Yes. Yeah. Dude, oh, my God, good. dude, that was so hype. That was, yeah, was so, so good. good. Yeah. So good. And so I did that up, game and like, yeah, I, I I would listen to it again. That was fantastic. I've never heard anything like it. And then all of a sudden, nothing. <laughs> so I mean, who knows? <laughs> Marketing can be absolutely anything. So I'm just going to go with the fact that I know Chris Redfield, my boy, you know, he is the like ultimate good guy. And it's going to stay that way. That's my prediction. If it's not, I guess I'm getting arrested due to flip tables
0: look the uh, i will say this the article did offer two different scenarios and 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 the first scenario is exactly what of course tempest sun just said whether it was it was just showing half of chris's face and half of the werewolf face meaning that where this is who who is going to be one of the main antagonists now i don't necessarily know if it's a pack of werewolves or it's just one giant you know nemesis like character that's a werewolf we don't know we haven't seen anything what we have seen is again, to, to Tempest Sun's uh, point, Chris Redfield not acting not like Chris Redfield. He did shoot somebody in the head that I think was the wife. Of the uh, of the of the star of Resident Evil Seven and Ethan, so I I don't know what exactly is going on, but I think somehow we're gonna be there's gonna be a deep fake here. Hey, hey that that wife, I hate to say it, man, but she was damaged good bro. She, she was, was much, a a mental case. There's <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> doubt about that for sure. But you know what? I want to bring um let's bring CyberKnox into the conversation with this cyber look. We don't have a lot of information, but we do know that Resident Evil 8 is going to be one in first person, uh, like Resident Evil 7. We know that it's continuing the story directly after Resident Evil 7, which is going to be interesting on how they get to that country where they're going to mm-hmm. be at. Mm-hmm. And it does have a lot of reminiscent Fact, uh you know like like looks to Resident Evil 4 which is currently being remade by the team that brought us Resident Evil 2 a uh, remake so i cannot wait for that for you what are your thoughts on 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 this whole chris redfield thing do you think they could make him the bad guy
2: Listen, what I do know is I need to catch up on this lore really quick because that game is looking amazing. Okay, look I, gotta, I, I gotta catch up on Biohazard, uh, Resident Evil 7. And I also, I, I mean, I played the Resident Evil 2 back in the day, but I want to play the remake too. Okay, oh, with dude, that said, it, it's
0: on sale uh, right now, by the so
2: way. Good. Oh, no, I have it, I have it, okay. I have it. We're just gonna <laughs> play it, just no time. But, um, with that said. I'm on the opposite and I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum when it comes uh, to tempest okay you know what go crazy with it why not we all listen. Look at that we face. know. Look at we that won. face. <laughs> <laughs> Even Rain is upset. <laughs> <laughs> she agrees with me. Look at that. She's reaching. She agrees with me. Listen, it's too predictable, right? We already said it. A lot of people are speculating and thinking, hey, no way, man. He cannot be the bad guy. He's going to turn out there's something else going on here. Too predictable. Be unpredictable. Maybe he's had enough You know, maybe something happened that, you know, uh, triggered him. Maybe, you know, he reached his breaking point. I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know what they're going to come up with, but it would be interesting to know what made him turn into the antagonist, wouldn't it? Rather than why is he, you know, acting this way? And then just to be the good guy again, like, no, come on. Yeah. Make him the antagonist. Why not? But I do understand, you know, that there's a lot of, that there is a lot of love for Chris uh, Renfield out there, so I, I, I'm curious to see how they're gonna go. This game, it, it's it's looking good. I'm very in, in, uh, intrigued by it. I love the horror genre, so um, I, I'm really looking forward to this game. But uh, yeah, I'm on the opposite opposite side of Tempest. Make him the bad guy. Why not? It's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then can you think about like that boss battle? You now, I don't want to do this. You know, like come on, yeah. Why not?
0: That would be pretty unbelievable. Um, uh, Again, only time is going to tell, and I think we might even get uh, some sort of a big announcement. Again, this is just my opinion. I I don't know for a fact that, you know, the Game Awards is in 10 days, folks. Uh, So we are going to be getting... uh, I know that Jeff Keighley has been teasing a lot of Xbox stuff, but he's also been teasing a lot of PlayStation and Nintendo stuff. So being that this is going to be... Not like years past. I think there's going to be plenty of of room for surprises. And I think that if anyone could pull it off, uh, it's definitely Jeff. And and a lot of people don't like the guy. And you know, he's whatever. I'm
2: I'm boycotting the game awards for like five minutes because Ori was not nominated for Game of the Year. That really hurt me. That's all I'm saying. Come on.
6: I'm boycotting
2: them. All right. Four minutes now. I'll book I'll boycott them for like four that their intro. I'll boycott them for the intro. Then yeah, I watched the no. end of the show. I, again there, I mean? there's
0: quite a few snubs. That happens to be one of them. That that probably oh. should have been at least one of the games. But again, I, I I I I I like I said, every game on there is special. I think Ori deserved to be there. Um, I, I have um Hades, I have not played it as of yet, but I have heard only fantastic things. You know, it's it's a backlog,
2: folks. It's, it's listen, just, I don't want to make this another topic. But I'll say this again, because we had this discussion uh, last year as well. I'm just going to say this real quiet. No remake should be got contender. Let's carry on. Okay. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there.
0: And you know something? You know what? There are a lot of people (laughs) people that think exactly that way. But let's bring um, our very special guest who jumped in. But before we do, has Arnold made it? Did Did the limousine pick him up yet? <clears throat> boom. The, the boom has landed a long time ago. I'm always here. I'm always on
6: standby. I love being here on the show. And I love everybody in the chat. It's been a great time to be alive. I mean, that's under the COVID and hopefully everybody gets a shot to stay healthy here. But uh, always a fun time. The gaming industry has never looked better. And I can't wait to play all the new games that are coming out. These new consoles are amazing. And uh, that PlayStation 5,
0: that's a big bitch. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but it's awesome. Well, listen, I mean, Arnold, did, did you get your hands on a PlayStation 5, and could you lift it, is what we want to know.
6: Oh, my God, my back almost went out. I had to take the box under <laughs> the thing. And, of course, and of course, the Xbox Series X is not a little slim doggy. That one is a little bit down the fat side. It's nice and cubic. You know, and I love it. I love it when people came out with the meme and it had me, you know, the... The picture from me back in Commando, and they put the Xbox Series X up on the shoulder. Uh, it's amazing. It's awesome. They're, they're both big consoles, but they have big promises and big games, and we can't wait to see what they're going to have here in the future.
0: Well, it's always great to have you a part of the show, brother. Thank you so much for flying in. Uh, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. You didn't put on 10 pounds uh, because, obviously, we all eat extra. But, uh, Noof, let, let's get, let's bring Noof into the conversation. Noof, listen, Resident Evil 7 – uh, was a big deal in a lot of ways not only was it my personal game of the year in 2017 but it did two amazing things one it broke back capcom from the brink of chapter 11 that is a fact okay we know that for an absolute fact that resident evil 7 sold better than any resident evil se- uh, uh, resident evil game before it uh and and but It was risky because it was in first person, something never done before on a modern numbered Resident Evil game. Resident Evil 8 is is continuing that trend with it being back in first person. And we do know that werewolves are going to be a big part of this European set. What are your thoughts on potentially Chris Redfield being the
1: bad guy?
0: Well honestly, I think anytime you take a big risk with a story
5: it's it's always a gamble, but sometimes the gamble pays off, and it just makes the writing and makes the series even better i mean uh I mean, it really sucks a lot of times that we we see some of our you know top characters get cast to the wayside or even killed off in some games. but I think that as a whole kind of has to happen in in my personal opinion for the game's medium to mature for the game's medium to be taken seriously as well. It can't be like. Every hero that comes out in the game is like, you know, indestructible, superhero-esque, that sort of thing. Like, you know, we we saw how some of our characters died in the Gears of War franchise, like Dom and, and so on and so forth, you know. Uh, and they need to do more of that in games they have to take some risk even if it is the main character I mean, it's just like I said you want to move the story forward and sometimes you can't do that if you're always gonna play it safe and by the book So I mean who knows? I mean, maybe he gets bitten. He turns into a werewolf uh, They find some sort of you know, maybe it's a race against time to save Chris uh, I don't really know the whole deal, but I think it's an interesting dynamic they took a huge risk with Resident Evil 7 not only by Sort of departing from the story that we've come to know and love, but also by again going to a first person shooter aspect, um, you know, not in the typical sense, but I mean, just, just changing the perspective of the game. And the reason it worked so well because honestly, has Resident Evil ever been as scary or as downright atmospheric as it was with Resident Evil? So I don't think so. I mean, I the agree, other thing, I agree. Sure, that dude. yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, that's I mean a good getting point. chased by
5: the nemesis and and, and uh, the guy from Resident Evil 2, the big what's the hit, what's his name. Uh, oh you know, uh, what are you doing about the uh, mr x mr x i mean you yeah. know those are great moments dude they're intense but nothing brings it home like first person and if you don't believe me well then play resident evil 7 with the psvr and yeah. uh, trust me, you're gonna leave some skid marks in your drawers because <laughs> holy moly that game jumps up to a whole new level of like crap in your pants uh when you go to VR, VR is just it. It was kind of made for that sort of stuff because the audio immersion and the visual and that game was just so realistic. It was, you know, like the thing. The, what made Resident Evil stand out too is Resident Evil Seven felt more believable in a way. If that makes any sense.
0: No, it does it was, absolutely. It, it yeah, was,
5: it almost felt like an environment you could see yourself in. Like you could almost picture yourself being in that woods, getting into this house. Thing and what's going on here, you know, everything just kind of goes wacky and you know what I mean? It was that whole mm-hmm. sense of, of dread and not knowing what's going on. And and of course, like I said, the sound effects and, and the mechanics were just something else. You know, I I'm, was never the biggest Resident Evil fan, but that that was the kind of game in a way that sort of brought me into the series perhaps more than anyone before it. Uh, and some people don't even really think it's like a real Resident Evil game. Just, I know there, there are diehard fans out there like, ah, oh, what, what's up with this game? It's such a departure for the series. Uh, you know, and it looks like they're taking bigger risks even again with, with number eight, but obviously the sales, uh, of Resident Evil seven, the reception it got critically, uh, were obviously enough to, to give Capcom that confidence to say, you know what, we can move this franchise forward. We can still have the old, bring the new, Uh, combine a little bit of both and voila, secret for success. And I think because Resident Evil seven resonated with more fans on a good side, A lot of us are really excited to see where they take 8. And, I mean, the graphics, I mean, you've seen the trailers and stuff, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. The character detail and stuff are right out there. So, dude, like I said, man, I can't wait to see where they take this story. And if they do have to kill off a character, it's going to suck. But you know what? we got to start falling in love with other characters. It's like Gears. Mm. You know, it sucks to see Marcus Phoenix kind of get the boot to the wayside, but the dude's starting to get old, you know? Like, at some (laughs) point, we got to retire these grandpas, you know, just like our action heroes of old. You know, back in the day, I, I couldn't think of anybody but Arnold. But you know what? Then it was Vin Diesel and, uh, you know, to some extent even Keanu Reeves. And it, you know what I mean? So generations and games have got to be the same. Uh, they have to pass the torch. You have to move the story forward. And sometimes in order for stories to be compelling, to be engaging, you got to take risks and you got to do some things that people don't like for better or for worse. Heck, The Last of Us 2 did it, and that's a big reason why The Last of Us 2 this year uh, got so many game of the year nominations. Whether you agree with it or not, you have admit <laughs> Naughty Dog took some major risk and oh, the they start, absolutely it did. Yeah. Like it paid yeah. Off.
0: yeah, no, I mean that's a great point. Real quick, before we get you at it, before we let you go, Arnold, do you consider yourself a, a, an old, you know, '80s guy that you don't have room? Is there any room for Arnold Schwarzenegger in 2020? Of course
6: there's boom, because I don't even have to get up and look great in the morning now they got all these special effects. I mean I you know, I mean my balls could be wrinkly and they would find some sort of CGI to make it look like I'm mean, you know, I was back to be on a young CGI. side and my muscles are all tight and back to your again. I mean, I mean heck, one of these days I'm gonna be sitting in my house and somebody's gonna call me up on the phone and say You want to do another Predator movie? They'll be like, no, man, I'm too old. I can't do it. And then they're just going to be like, well, no, that's okay because we're going to add the CGI chopper, and we're going to put you back in there, and you're going to look like you were 20 years old again, and you're going to go out there and kick some ass. And that's what I'm saying. It's technology has come so far. It's amazing. And uh, honest to God, like, you know, it's so cool. You get to see these people relived all over again. And, you know, I mean, the 80s were a great time. I mean, the action films, to my personal opinion, they still unprecedented. There's not so many out there that can touch some of the action movies of the 80s with the great special effects and the actual pyro, and now everything is CGI. I mean, my God, you know? I mean, pretty soon porn's going to be all CGI. You know? It's <laughs> terrible. You know? Just because it could save some money, let's do it this way. No. Let's keep, sometimes you got to keep it real.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I definitely appreciate you keeping it real, as always. Uh, before we get clowns in on the conversation, I have to thank a couple of people. First of all, Percolator9000, a very generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding five-hour jet, says, hello, Mr. Boomstick, hello, panel, have a great show, everyone. I've been in the woods, so I'm behind on the news, let's go. Well, listen, dude, you tuned into the right show, because we're bringing you up to date. We have Dirt uh, Gritty Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, what's up, fellas? RE8 is going to be epic. Cannot wait. Yes, I absolutely agree. Dirt Gritty drops another outstanding $2 super chat and says, I love that Chris is going to turn to a heel. You know what? He might be onto something there, because who knows? He actually might be the next Wesker. We don't know. And I know that it's probably pissing off uh, poor Tempest <laughs> on as we speak. Clowns, listen. Resident Evil 7 did a lot for the, uh, for the series. The long-running franchise. Resident Evil 8 is looking to up the ante, bringing us back into Southern European aspects. We're going to see some snow. We're going to see some dank woods. We may even get some... A, you know, a feeling of that Resident Evil 4 vibe, but this time it's going to be in first person. What are your thoughts on the rumors that Chris could actually be the antagonist?
4: Um, You know, I got to say this. In Tempest Sun, I'm real sorry, man, but I haven't really followed Resident Evil as much as you guys, so I can't really say... I don't even know who's who in the Resident Evil series, except there's bad guys, you know? So what I'm going to say is this, Right. Every story needs a twist. Just like Halo had evil Cortana. Every story needs a twist. If it was up to me, I would turn everybody into werewolves and have a whole new team come in and wipe them out. Or actually, why don't we do... No, don't give me that look. Tempest, you agree agree with me, Tempest. Yeah, I love it. Thumbs up, buddy. Hit me a thumbs up. Hit me a thumbs up. Thumbs up? No, no. Um... I mean, what if we see the other side going forward in Resident Evil series? What if maybe they could split the series up, you know, and they, they turn this team into, like, violent werewolves with, like, fangs and, you know, foam coming out of the mouth, Ooh. very aggressive and tearing everybody apart, and new team comes in, and maybe they wipe one of them out, that Chris guy or whatever his name is. I don't know. That guy, wipe them out. And then the next Resident okay. Evil, maybe you can play as the bad guys as the werewolf clan or as the agents and maybe in the next one if you're a werewolf maybe turn all the agents into werewolves i don't know that's just my idea and i would think that it'd be really cool for twists like that in games so i'm all for it man let's take the good guys and let's twist it up and let's throw them into the pit and let's change them to vampires werewolves zombies whatever we gotta Mm -hmm. do and make the story cool well, I'm gonna
0: say I'm gonna say this, clowns. Uh, you are have been removed from the writing team for anything Resident <laughs> Evil going forward. I'm gonna say that right now. I second. I second that. I know you would. Meg, um, <laughs> let's get your opinion on it. Yeah, I but... don't know how big of a Resident Evil fan you are, but yeah. look, they are. I think there's a deep fake here. I I, I don't see Chris being the bad guy. I think maybe because he's working for Blue Umbrella, who we still don't know who they are. They are supposedly um the the good guys supposedly as opposed to the old umbrella which of course were the scumbags of the universe that created this virus in uh, the t-virus and the g-virus um but we don't we don't really have a lot to go on we do know that chris is kind of acting like a d-bag there's no doubt about it but can he go over the line and be a full-on wesker type character
1: no I don't think so, but I, you know what? I'll play both sides of the fence here for a second. I don't think it is. I think it is a deep fake. And I do believe it that for for, you know, it, you you know we talked about it earlier, it, even like in a Hollywood movie, whenever you watch like a trailer for a film, what do they do? They do that deep fake stuff all the time, and you're like, Oh, Spider-Man's gonna die in the next movie, And you're like, no, he's not. They just have him going, ah, and then there's an explosion and then you think he's dead. And then all of a sudden you realize that those two shots weren't even like within forty minutes of each other, you know what I mean? They just splice it all together to make it look you know thrilling and scary and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Anyways, and then they did the same thing with uh with the uh, what's this? Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. You know, Kylo Ren and Ray were standing there talking, and he's like, "Come with me, Ray," you know. And then she reaches out her hand, and everybody's like, "That's it! She's turning to the dark side. I knew it." And then you find out that they're actually not nowhere near the same scene. They just they just do that to you know give you that sort of um, what the hell is the word I'm looking at? Oh, sorry, uh, it's that false narrative. And yes. they, they do that thing. It's called like a false narrative. What they do is that they try to draw you in to to create conversation, right? And by doing that, that's a marketing te- uh, technique. And they do that in order to create buzz, create talk, and get people all excited about it. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, guess what they're doing?" Now they're advertising your product because everybody's talking about it. What are we doing right now? We're talking about Resident Evil 8. Now yeah, the chat's indeed. listening to it. We're <laughs> listening to it. The people on the replay are you hearing it? The people on Twitter who are watching or who are gonna watch our show later in the week, they're gonna hear all it. You know, so that's it succeeds, right? So what you're doing is you're creating a little drama, you're creating a little controversy, and you never know. Maybe Chris, maybe he is done. Maybe he did go to the dark side or the or whatever. Ooh. Now he's pissed uh. off. You know what? Think about this. If you sat around and had to eat plants for 20 years and picking up two bullets at a time, maybe you'd snap too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe you'd snap too and be like, "I'm sick of these plants. Give me food anyhow." You never know. I anyway, mean, I don't believe it for 1 second. I don't believe it for 1 second. I just think that it's exactly what it is. It's it's uh it's it's manufactured drama in order to create a conversation, right? Mm. And uh, and by, by the way, boom. In terms of uh, being a big Resident Evil fan, I will bend the knee to only one other human that is a bigger Resident Evil fan than me. And that is you, Boom. And I'll oh, tell you. you why. We've talked about this before. This is, they were absurd. Oh, my God. They, were, they okay. were. I mean, LaserDisc looked smaller compared to those bloody things. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I see this thing, Resident Evil. And I look up at the screen and the guy with his little bubble screen, he's sitting there playing it. And I said, what the hell is that? And he goes, oh, dude, it's a new thing, man. It's like Resident Evil, you got to like buy it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I bought it. And it was the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I fell in love with Resident Evil ever since then. I have never stopped playing Resident Evil ever since that day. And I played them multiple times. But you see, here's where I get proud. And this is where I got to bend the knee to, to, to Boom. Because I sit there and be like, yeah, Boom, I finished it. I did four uh, I did four playthroughs and uh, got 100% on this and that, whatever. And then Boom will come back and it'd be like, I did uh, 27 playthroughs this week alone, and uh, now I unlocked the sushi guy. And I'm like, what the hell? Anyways, I'm super excited for the game. I'm super, super pumped. When I saw that was uh, – did they show it at the PlayStation show? Did they not? They
0: did, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was watching that PlayStation show, and, I mean, I was, I was jazzed for the whole show. I really enjoyed it. But I got to tell you, man. When that Resident Evil came up and it just went up and then the eight showed up and I'm just I literally jumped up and screamed. I me scared I jumped out of my chair.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I scared you. the
1: crap out of my kids mm-hmm. who were just sitting on the floor playing with a puzzle. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and I was, and especially the setting. The setting is that's my jam. Like, if you want to really get me in one of those real uh, hardcore nostalgic moods. In the middle of winter, snowing outside. Sorry, Eastern Tempest, you don't know anything about place. it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know, dead of winter, at least up here in the northern part of the world, right? We got snow going on outside. Got a bottle of wine, got a couple of beers, got the lights down, got the fire going. And what do I sit down and watch? I'll sit down and watch 1950s Vincent Price movies. You know, like the kind with like the fog on the ground. The House on and Haunted like, Hill. Yeah. The House on Haunted Hill is my favorite Vincent Price movie ever. And you know, fantastic. You get the, You get like the gothic looks, the gothic, uh, you know, uh, decor, and like, you know, three feet of fog on the ground, and it's all cool, and everybody's walking around with lanterns. I love that. And then when I saw that in this game, I instantly was like, Holy Jesus. I don't, even if I had to pay extra, I want it early. I just, I want (laughs) this game. So, uh, anyways, sorry to get off topic there. I was just getting on, I was just gushing about Resident Evil because that's my thing, no pun intended. So, anyhow, the thing is, he is not going to be a bad guy. Okay. But what I do think is that. It, like I said, it's the deep fake thing, okay? But as for killing uh, what's-his-name's-wife there, Ethan's wife, yeah, I would have killed the bitch in the first one. I would have killed her in episode <laughs> seven. He forgave her three times, and she's like, sorry, honey, and then he kept going after her.
2: Can I uh, or can Sorry, I, you know. I think I we're going to have prediction? to have a Resident Evil uh, yes. trivia night here between oh, you, Boom, freak, yeah. and uh, hey, Tempest, boom. man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm down. Hey, Boom, real quick, I got a theory for you. Yeah. What if what if the werewolf on the other side of Chris's face uh face in the promotional material is Ethan? What oh, if wow. half the
1: game oh. you're Ethan and the other half you're Chris? That's Amazing. actually a pretty good. You know what? I'll bite on that one no pun intended. I will bite on that one. I That's want that good.
3: because yeah, I'm, one thing one thing I didn't like about 7 was Ethan and it's not that I didn't like Ethan, it's like I had no attachment to him. You never saw well, what yeah, he well, he's like. Yeah, a new
0: character. Yeah, I mean,
3: new like, character. It, don't know what he looks like. You barely hear the guy. And to be frank, you know, you know, I he was, know. yeah, he was just you know, that's that was my worst. That was my least favorite part about seven. So. I actually
1: enjoyed it because it gave me that. It gave me that clean slate that I didn't have to go back and go. Oh <clears> right, when did when was the last time we saw Redfield? Uh, was it oh he was in Africa or whatever? Right, I can't yeah, remember on yeah. my head. And like yeah. you're going through all of these in your head, and then you know, and then the Jill Valentine's and all this, this gave uh-huh. you a complete clean slate. It started you in that house or going up the driveway to that house in the, in the Southern United States, you know, <laughs> and that's sort of, that sort of Louisiana sort of vibe, you know, and that thing. And then there's a whole new character. I just felt like it was so refreshing that I, first of all, I played it multiple times and these days, with as busy as I am these days, it's really hard for me to get multiple playthroughs of a single game. I cannot stop playing that game, and every time if I if I ever have the hangry, I'll go back and just start playing it again because I absolutely adore it. So I like the clean slate, but anyway, that's just me. Sorry. Yeah. All right, I'm done, <laughs> and I'm done too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone has their different takes of Resident Evil. What you know, where they remember. Uh, you know, for me, Resident Evil, it, it just is. It's such a it, it it means a lot to me because of the 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 fun that I had with my brother. Like I never forget Resident Evil One when we got it on the PlayStation, and it was something like out of like a like a movie. It was me and my brother, and it was about eight friends. It was like ten of us in this little room, and we're all huddled over the TV. The TV is probably I don't know like a thirteen inch TV. It's like you know it's, you're you're a kid, so you have a small TV in your room. And I'll never forget the first time. The dogs broke through the window in that whole. Oh, my God. That gets
2: everybody, dude. We that all gets everybody.
0: fell back. <laughs> all, all, imagine 10, 10 big kids falling back on each other, laughing our heads off that we just had this happen. I'm still talking about giving me goosebumps. But, yeah, those, those, that's what Resident Evil means for me. I, I cannot wait to play 8. But, listen... I do want to go on to the last topic, this one is a fun one. And I kind of want to really get the chat involved here because, listen, 2020, for a lot of reasons, has been a crummy year. But for gaming, it's been pretty awesome. Now, we know that some of the last games that are coming out are probably the biggest ones, one of which is apparently a, a huge surprise, and that, that is Phoenix Rising. Uh, it's getting incredible reviews. And if they're saying that it has a very, very similar... Look to it to, of course, Breath of the Wild, which is one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time, especially Zelda games of all time. And we also have Cyberpunk coming out as well. But I'm why why when I look forward, I kind of want to look in the crystal ball and get everyone's, you know, gauge everyone's opinion. Now, some of this is going to be guesstimation because we don't know exactly what potentially is coming out in 2021 because of covid we don't know if anything has been tremendously delayed but i want to get the one one or two games that you are most excited for and we're going to start with our special guest you know new there's a lot to look forward to in 2021 in gaming We, we you know we have the new consoles under our belts right we think we think There's going to be a new Nintendo, like a pro version of the Switch coming. Uh, we, We do have it on some authority that Breath of the Wild 2 will be releasing next year, but we don't know. For you, what are two games you are most excited for for next year? Well, first off, if you don't get rid of that damn stamina
5: meter in Zelda, it's going to be Zelda, I ran out of breath in the wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as far as excitement, boy, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of games that have been pushed back the next year, but I mean, one that really stands out to me, because it'll be the sequel to one of, well, I hope it comes next year, uh, it'll be the sequel to one of my favorite games in the last few years, and that is Hellblade 2. Uh yeah so, I'm really excited about that. I'm just trying to think of some other games that have might have been pushed back. mean, um, obviously Halo Infinite if it should come out next year, I'm so excited for it. can't wait to see what to do with it. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anybody can name off a couple and I'll let you know if I'm excited for it or not, but I, I'm drawing blanks here all of a sudden.
0: Well, you definitely you have you have the Batman the, the bat family game with the yeah. uh, coming out next year for sure. Mm-hmm. That's you one got of Outriders.
2: That. You got you got Outriders
1: next
0: games. year as well. Yeah.
1: Yep,
2: Hit me And I got rid of my Switch again, so
5: I'm excited for nothing on that. <laughs> Damn it, Noof again. <laughs> well, uh, economics, baby. Yeah. yeah what did <laughs> I? So what did I? sold the <laughs> sold, sold the Switch. I can't remember what I did for the Switch. I sold it and bought something. Wrong. Oh yeah, I think I might have sold it and got the Oculus Quest too. But whatever. Ah. Yeah. There you go.
0: Well, I mean, listen again. I, 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 well, you know, first of all, it's it's not really fair because this was a topic that you would have prepared for. You obviously jumped into the show late, so I didn't get a chance mm. to send you the show notes. But, um, I mean, listen, it, it, we'll come back around to you after you hear everyone else uh, bring theirs up. Let, let, let's let's go to to clowns. Clowns for you again. Twenty twenty is almost behind us. We're, we're we're a month away from the uh, literally a month and a couple of days from the new year. Ah, uh, January, February, March have become as big as the, the 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 four months for gaming. So there could be we could be getting a significant amount of big games for you. What what are you most excited about?
4: Um, to be honest with you, I there, there's not a whole lot that has really piqued my interest. I was really excited for Ubisoft games, right? Really excited for. The Watch Dogs and for Valhalla. So, Immortals Phoenix Rising, I was iffy on this one, right? And uh, a friend of the show, Flamish, and a fellow Four Guys member keeps talking about it. So now my interest is really peaked on Immortals Phoenix Rising. So, I think I'm going to end up getting that and checking it out. I'm also excited for some more indie stuff uh i think there's a game called 12 minutes that's
2: oh dude right there that was on my list that's a good pick
4: yeah that just looks really good man like Mm -hmm. it looks really exciting and uh i think you know i'm looking forward to that one man and hitman 3 i like the hitman series so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to that
0: yeah yeah, that, that those those are great picks, Cyber. Let's go to you, brother. What's on what, what's at the top of your list for next year? And it doesn't have to have three A's next to it. It can be a small game. Oh, yeah.
2: So the top of my list, the tippity top. Um, I, I I want to say Gotham Knights, you know, but I think my most into uh, not my most one of the games that I was really looking forward to was the one that Collins just mentioned, Twelve Minutes. I think. Uh it's it's uh indie games sometimes don't get as much appreciation as they should. Um in 12 minutes is probably one of those games that I'm really looking forward to. There are a ton of games that I'm looking forward to next year, but that one is is probably at the top right now for me. But I have a tons of others too if you want to hear them after the panel.
0: No, no, go crazy. Oh, it's all right.
2: Go crazy. All right, cool. So Outriders looks fantastic. I'm a sucker for that looter shooter, you know. Um Hitman uh, hitman 3 love that series they uh io uh interacted something amazing when they did that soft reboot with hitman and hitman 2 um what else do i have here um shoot i just had my list where to go uh sorry sorry guys uh shoot i lost my list okay oh yeah crossfire x i want to really play that campaign yeah. it was supposed to release this year um who knows what happened I, obviously i said got them knights um obviously halo infinite come on we need halo infinite to um deliver we we obviously do and if it comes out next year obviously it's going to be one of those big games that i'm looking forward to far cry 6 yes on, me guys. too far cry far- 6 i love the yes. far uh yes um,
1: the, the,
2: i played far cry 5 so far cry 6 come on ubisoft do it justice and also um if you haven't played it bright memory infinite they you know i'm really um did bright, it, bright did
0: memory it. was a nice snippet into what we're gonna yeah yeah. In but yeah bright
2: memory infinite which is gonna be the sequel to bright memory uh i think um it, it's gonna be a, uh, uh, it's gonna be a good good game uh for next year too so yeah those are those are kind of what the games that i wrote down here that i could recall 12 minutes is one of oh also i forgot about this um the mass effect i know this is a remaster so i want to play the mass effect uh remastered next year i think that's going to be a good one too so yeah those are my picks
0: Yeah, you know, I'll throw mine into the hat real quick. They're smaller. Listen, I'll say this. One of my most anticipated games is Halo Infinite because I want Master Chief to return in a big way. Uh, I don't know what kind of development hell they're currently in. Uh, we know listening to Phil Spencer in that interview, uh, he did say that he's playing the game and he's quite enjoying it. Uh, and obviously that work has to get done. He did admit that and he did admit that showing the game was a mistake. And he and obviously he took full responsibility for that. Um, if If they take as much time as they need and they somehow could bring back Master Chief on his 20th anniversary which is November 15th of 2021 and Halo Infinite looks like the next gen masterpiece that we want all will be forgiven uh, that's one of the big ones for me uh, the two smaller ones one of which has been is being made by one person a lot of people forgot about this game is tunic uh, because I'm such a big Zelda fan of, of uh, uh, you know the classic Zelda tunic looks incredible uh, and also the ascent. Uh, the the cyberpunk oh, type yeah, of game yeah. that mm-hmm. is kind of like Diablo meets cyberpunk. I am very excited for those three particular titles uh let's go to uh tempest Sun. tempest for you what what, what rings your bell for 2021 in games What are you most excited for well uh to
3: start um no doubt uh cyberpunk is going to bleed into 2021 so technically I will still be playing it I'm pretty damn yeah, sure sure. Uh, so cyberpunk for sure like I said at the start of the show um, Phoenix Rising or Immortals Phoenix Rising um, I'm actually really looking forward to that, that, that seeing the, the reviews on it more footage of it is kind of blowing me away honestly it's like a little gem that just hit us all of a sudden you know um, but for strictly next year uh, Cyber said it man uh, Mass Effect uh, trilogy the remaster uh, I mean um, you know it's Mass Effect 1 is in my like top 3 game of all time so mm. sign me up dude. I, I really hope they do more than just give it a higher resolution and better frame rate. Here's the hoping. I don't know. Um for me, uh I guess my list might be a little bit odd, but I I Battlefield, the new Battlefield, whatever yes. it is, Battlefield Sprung 6, yeah. Battlefield whatever, Modern Combat, I don't know what they're going to call it, but um I I I feel like it's going to be a modern, you know, game. Modern Warfare game or maybe slightly in the future, but they need to go back to that time frame. They just need I to, agree. they need to tackle what made Battlefield Four so good, at least after the patches, of course. And um they just expand upon that. That's what really what they need to do. Um for me, Age of Empires four. Uh personally, those are some of my favorite games. I, I can't I love them so much. And uh, four looks incredible, absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. I hope it hits in 21. And, um, of course, Halo Infinite. I mean, yeah, it didn't look great. It didn't. It, needs, uh, it just needs more time in the oven. But gameplay-wise, it looked I, It looked phenomenal. I absolutely love the look of it, at least the gameplay, like how it played. So definitely looking forward to that. And I, I will say this. You go. I challenge anybody to go into Halo 5's multiplayer. I challenge you to not have a good time. It's phenomenal still. It really it really so Halo still got the chops. It's still the best you know sci-fi shooter mm-hmm. there is. They just need to take their chops on the four campaign and the five multiplayer and just make a baby out of it. So
0: yeah, yeah that's a great, a great, great point. I mean, obviously uh, the, the best part of Halo Five was no doubt. I mean, again, listen, look, I'm not gonna jump on Halo Five. Listen, you know my opinion about it. Game looked amazing. Uh, it, it looked unbelievably good. Just the story for me as a diehard Halo fan did not hit on all cylinders. And that's fine. That's fine. But multiplayer was as good as it always was. And 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 Warzone was ridiculously fantastic. Let's uh let's get middle-aged gamer guy into the conversation. Yeah, for you, 2020 yeah. is shaping up to be a great year for gaming. Not a yeah. great year for the world. We all understand that. But 2021 is so is it again shaping up to leverage a lot of big games that were held off due to some of the uh challenges of working from home in 2020 for you what is on your radar for some of your top picks
1: well i got to tell you um F- far cry 6 is yes. right up there as my i would say my top 2 most anticipated games i mean not only am i a huge far cry fan um, I just there's something about their villains that you just love to hate because they're so nasty and whatever and of course you've got Giancarlo Esposito as the mm-hmm. bad guy I mean come on how can you go wrong you know he's the Grand Moff man come on from Mandalorian like you know and then of course uh, from Breaking Bad and everything else he's going to be magnificent plus the setting the possibility of like a semi developing world third world sort of urban city setting is a lot different than like just you know, wandering around through like the 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 country bumpkin, you know, uh, areas like in all those other Far Cry games, you're just kind of, you know, going through the fields and going through the hills and this and that tropical locations. Now it looks like you're going to get some kind of an urban setting. So you might have sort of like a division kind of vibe to it, you know, or maybe even a Call of Duty vibe. The other one is uh, Tempest had already said it. You stole it from me. Battlefield 6. I am absolutely super pumped for that game. I don't care what anybody says. I absolutely adored Battlefield 5. Yeah, it had a couple of problems at the beginning. It was very slow to get it going. Very much like Battlefront, like Star Wars Battlefront 2. Never mind the egregious business with the pay-to-win nonsense. But I'm talking about in terms of releasing content. But you cannot deny, if you turn on Battlefield 5 right now for your Xbox Series X or for your PS5, it is still the best-looking game that's been made. phenomenal. Yeah, on yeah, any man. system there is not right, a game do it. that's do it. all right oh dude you got to do it man it's such a good game you know what's and,
0: crazy that the patch is coming for that game for the series x
1: exactly and it looks phenomenal now i was actually playing it with a couple of community members i'm like my god this is the best looking game i've seen i'd like to i challenge any game that looks any better than this that game already and that's two years old imagine what they're going to do with complete next gen You know, with complete uh, next-gen tools. It's going to be unbelievable. Now, is it actually going to be Battlefield 6? I'm excited with the thought of they're obviously going to go back to well, not obvious, but maybe modern times. Could it finally be the coveted Bad Company 3 that everybody's been asking for? Or could it be the other one that everybody's been asking for a full fledged Vietnam. I mean, we've done World War One, we've done World War Two. Why not go up the ranks and go Korean War or maybe Vietnam, and then maybe you know uh, the you know uh, what's it called the Black Ops there, Cold uh, Cold War. That's the eighties. So it's either going to be modern, or you might even throw in a Korean uh, War slash Vietnam. Who knows? But I'm excited for that. The third one, boy, are you ever going to think, man, you thought you knew the mag, but you don't know the mag. I am got a candle in my window right now for Hogwarts Legacy because oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> go yeah. ahead, smiley. go ahead, ear to ear. I am the biggest Harry Potter nerd on the face of this planet, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I was telling Tempest before the show. I went to Disney World in Florida in uh, late February, right before the the COVID hit. Thank God. <laughs> And uh, it literally, that like the whole uh, outbreak happened the week I got home. So thank God. Oh, wow. Anyways, I was at Universal Studios and I went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And never mind my kids or my wife. I literally stood there in Diagon Alley in tears. I swear <laughs> to God, in tears. I and I was literally weeping like a child that I finally made it there because you, you like don't have understand- butterbeer. Yeah. That place dude, is dude, uh, I did, I did is everything. Awesome. I had the butter beer. Yeah. I went to the three broomsticks. I went, you know, uh, it's unbelievable. And I took yeah. more pictures than I did with myself with the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> my kids weren't even in the damn pictures. It was just me.
2: You know, my wife was like, Did you get a wand? Did you get a wand? Come obviously. on.
1: Obviously. obviously. Come on, okay. man. Hey, I'm just
2: asking, man. <laughs> this this say, is not hey, up the road. Take like it is, yeah. Huh? Okay. You know,
1: this is not up the road like Tempest. He could just go, Yeah, let's go to let's go to Wizarding World yeah, of Harry Potter. True. Like this is across <laughs> the damn continent for me, right? So, anyways, point is Hogwarts Legacy looks absolutely amazing, and it looks exactly what I'm looking for, an open-world RPG set in the Harry Potter universe. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. You might be looking for Horcruxes. You might be doing all this, you know, solving puzzles, going to mysterious places and all that. Like, oh, man, I'm so excited for that. Now, so those are my three big picks for what I'm waiting for. Honorable mentions. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. However... I am going to 100% reserve judgment until that game is in my hands. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yes. I am not going to. I am not going to fall for the hype. I am sorry. I am a diehard Xbox owner. There's no question. I'm a multi console owner, but I, you know, I put my head on the Xbox at night, Xbox pillow at night. However, I am not going to jump on the Halo hype train until that game is in my hands. That's the first one. Dying Light Two. Where the hell did you go? yeah <laughs> okay dying Light we saw that 1. years
0: ago yeah
1: dying light one was my favorite zombie game i've ever played even more so than resident evil i don't know why it just it just stuck with me well and th- that was real horror especially if you went out at night it was oh jesus that game was yeah. amazing and it was yeah. gory as hell i absolutely adored that uh the other honorable mention god of war ragnarok By the way, I'm just putting it as an honorable mention because I'll bet you my balls, it ain't coming in 2021. Yeah. Uh, You know, if you believe that it's coming in 2021, like they said, like Dance Moves told us, I I got a bridge to sell you in New York City, okay? So, you know, don't uh, hold your breath. Little Nightmares 2 is coming out in February. If anybody wants to play an absolutely stunning, polished, somewhat double-A sort of indie game, play Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares It, did you play it new? Uh, Boom. Yeah, I, I got the collector's edition. Yeah, so did I. I absolutely adored that. Oh, sorry, I didn't get the collector's edition. I got like the deluxe edition with all the DLC and stuff. Sorry, uh, but yeah, I got that. I absolutely adored it. Little Nightmares Two comes out in February. The other one that I'm actually really looking forward to, and this is the last one I'm going to mention, it's on the PlayStation Five, and I will be getting it day one. It's called Kena: Bridge of Spirits. Oh, dude, that Ooh, looks so Yeah, cool. that looks awesome. That dude. game looks yeah. so goddamn beautiful. I, I, it looks like a, a painting. Has come alive, and Sorry. I want. I cannot wait to play that game whenever it comes out. But they did. They did promise it's coming twenty twenty one. So yeah, uh, I'm super excited for those. So those are those are my games. Uh, as for as for Phoenix Rising, I'm actually not allowed to talk about it. So uh, I can tell you one thing is that actually while we were doing the the show tonight, half an hour ago, IGN posted their review, and they gave it a seven based on the fact. That everything was stunning about it, except they said the puzzles were a little ho hum. Mm.
0: Well, that I've, I've that seen was nine, it. I've seen eight, I've seen eight fives, you know. Yeah, listen. like they
1: literally dropped it to seven because of that. And I'm like, well, what about everything else? I looked at it they're saying the yeah. game is gorgeous. It's funny. It's got excellent writing, great gameplay, uh, excellent combat. And I'm like, okay, this sounds fantastic. And they're like, but the puzzles are a little bit. Down, uh, down the middle of the road, I'm like, really? That's three points. So that's but, three point. Yeah, that's more like a point. That's yeah. That again, yeah like is- I would give it like an eight point five to nine, judging by you know, but by, by what what he was saying. But anyways, that's all I'm allowed to say about that. But anyways, uh, the point is, uh, those are the games I'm looking forward to to 2021. Well, I
0: mean, this is great picks from everybody. Great picks from the chat. I've seen a lot of a lot of people looking forward towards uh, 2021. I I think the reality is everyone can't wait to get the hell out of 2020 because it blew complete chunks uh, for everyone. uh, Health-wise, game-wise, we were all good. Game-wise, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I still marvel at the fact that not only did we get two new consoles, we got technically three with the Series S, and we also got a ridiculous ridiculous amount of games and two more are coming at the end of the year in cyberpunk 2077 which i have the collector's edition and that is sold out super rare hard to find i cannot wait to unbox that and of course phoenix rising uh which i have the uh hundred dollar edition and you know what how i i only paid i only paid what i wanted pay for like 30 bucks, they're $38 for it because I had 70,000 Xbox points that I cashed in for a $70 gift card. And hello, there you go. Um, But listen, folks, this has been a great show. I want to thank everybody that we had over 400 people here. Uh, Hopefully, you enjoyed the show enough to hit the like button. Hopefully, you'll be tuning in to Thursday's uh, uh, Xbox Factor podcast uh, and Friday's. Breakfast with Boom. Uh, just to give people the heads up, a little bit of a, a, a programming update. I know that I've been doing shows on Tuesday. Uh, I am going to go back to the regular three produced shows per week. Uh, the fourth show was slowly killing me. Uh, it really was. Uh, I was not. I did not have enough time for myself. I did not have enough time to actually game, and uh, I think it was hurting. Uh, the the writing that I do uh, so I'm going back to a regular schedule programming of three shows per week uh, When something big happens, I will do it in a special edition show mm-hmm. But just want to give people the heads up because it was it was uh, becoming a little much Four shows a week are, is very difficult to produce mm-hmm. three is, is, is difficult, but I enjoy doing it adding the fourth was I think stretching myself a little bit too far but, of course, I want to thank the panel for being here. And let's get into the outros and get everyone out of here. And we're going to start first with our special guest, Noof Newcomb. First of all, thanks for jumping in. Um, you, obviously, you filled a spot that was absent from Gaming Forte. He must have gotten stuck at work. And hopefully he is doing well. Noof. Why don't you tell everyone not only about where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, talk about your awesome podcast that seems to be gaining some serious ground on YouTube.
5: Well, speaking of Gaming Forte and my awesome podcast, Forte will be a guest tomorrow night on Gaming After Dark. He was our guest last week, but due to, I guess he uh, he was was supposed to be on our podcast, but then ended up... Uh, doing another one of his own. And he kind of forgot that he was you know, on, supposed to be on mine. So he didn't make most of the show. He came in toward the last half. But so he's supposed to make a full appearance tomorrow night, along with a first time a debut from a guy that we know – uh, as a really good supporter of our content, he's in the chat right now. That would be Doggy Dog 420. So, I'm uh, nice. can't wait to have Doggy Dog come on and uh, say his uh, his piece about everything, it's going to be fantastic. And as always, one of my co-hosts is in this particular podcast, and can't wait to have him back with us <laughs> tomorrow night. He's got some exciting developments to tell you about uh, regarding uh, one of his segments in the show, and that is the middle-aged game guy, better known as the Mag. And uh, just back to that last question about games. Uh, If this game comes out in 2021, you can count this as my most anticipated so far. That would be Horizon. Forbidden West,
0: yes, great one. That's a great pick, dude.
5: So uh, that would be it, and I like that Kena one as well. I actually had the Game Informer magazine was reading up on that, and that game looks absolutely dynamite. So uh, good stuff. But yeah, that's my podcast, Gaming After Dark, tomorrow night, Tuesday evening on my YouTube channel with myself, Titan Drago, the Mag Gaming Forte, and Doggy Dog are the guests, and uh, I'm hoping to bring back Community Game Night on Saturday evening. I haven't decided on which game yet. If you guys have suggestions, please. email them to me or whatever, or send them to me through uh, Twitter. Uh, I want to try to do that this Saturday night, so I'll keep you posted on that. But that's about it for me. It was an absolute fantastic blast to be here with you guys, CyberDocs, Clowns, Tempest, Mag, and always Mr. Boomstick. Thanks for the invite. Glad to be here. And uh, Arnold is always willing to come back whenever you need him. So thanks again for having me. It's been a lot of fun
0: well thank you so much for being here. I definitely appreciate you jumping in at the last minute uh it was great to have you on as always uh we'll go to cyber cyber why don't you do me a favor brother tell everyone about where they could reach out to you on social media but more importantly subscribe to your youtube channel
2: yeah guys thanks so much i love being here on monday nights with you guys love talking games Noof always coming through man um i i i, I love uh uh uh, the podcast tomorrow, um, Gaming After Dark. I, I I can't listen live, but when I do listen, I am laughing my ass off consistently. You guys do a tremendous job, man. <laughs> um, find me uh, everywhere, guys. Cybernox on Twitter. If you guys want to see, I did a quick unboxing, something super simple. I posted it on my YouTube channel, uh, Cybernox there as well. So if you want to see my new haircut, just go there and take a look. It's absolutely. I, I love it but yeah on xbox too if you guys want to go ahead and game uh just hit me up there i'm right now running through destiny and i uh, can't get enough of it but can't wait till next monday talk uh, uh some more games with you guys and yeah everybody have a good night well
0: thank you so much for being here as always and yeah we're looking forward to already the next show uh next uh, uh tempest sun brother why don't we get you on out of here i know that you got to go help the wife with the kids hopefully they're sleeping um oh. They're not sleeping <laughs> They're wide awake Hey buddy, why don't you do me a favor Tempest, tell everyone where They can follow you, and I won't say what I normally say Where can people get assassinated By you? On social media
3: <laughs> um, On social media, it's at the Tempest Sun And um, it is Tempest Sun With a space, my gamertag uh, Thank you for having me on the show I got one kid to sleep during the show I'm working on number two here but I can just put him to bed now. It's pretty late. So <laughs> I'm going to go do well, that. Listen, and uh, tonight I'm playing Valhalla, getting some game time in. Nice. Swear by nice. Yeah. Man.
5: You should have just See. let your kids play Animal Crossing. They'd be snoring away.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I should play it when I need to sleep. How about that? <laughs> well, Tempest, thank you so much for being here, brother. And, uh, yep. of course, uh, definitely appreciate your opinions. Uh, and uh, ne- next up, Clowns, you've been doing a lot of work on four guys with quarters you've really been bringing in some big talent why don't you tell everyone about your podcast but more importantly where can people reach out to you on social media
4: yeah everybody can find me at a uh, tying clowns on all social media four guys with quarters almost everywhere now uh we're probably on every streaming service uh including india we made top 93 video game podcasts in canada
0: nice uh, dude charts
4: that. And we made the top 200 in the UK and Ireland as well. So I'm very surprised that our feeds do better than our actual live shows. But it is what it is. Um, and coming up for interviews, we got Jim Hygel from EA. We got Jimmy Palmiati. I got David Housden, who's a musical composer. I got Greg from White Paper Games. Um, I'm going to have somebody on from Team Bloober. Um and I think that's when I got scheduled so far. I have to sort through my emails, but we got a lot of interviews actually coming up. I'm not even close to done with interviews. And nice, dude. I think I'm just going to keep it up, man.
0: Well, listen, it's great to see that you're doing some good work over there. And it's great that you have the not only respect, but the confidence in the industry to bring some of these big time uh, actresses and actors on as well as developers. That that's, uh, that's a big deal. And we are here to support you clowns. And uh, we're glad to see that it's going so well for you. And last, and in no way least, because he is the loudest of the panel. Mag, why don't you tell everyone about where you're going to be tomorrow night. And more importantly, what are you doing on social media
1: well, sorry, my son just woke up. hes uh, I'm just going to rock him to bed right now. Um, I love it. Da- Daddy, you're a fraud. Stop saying things that your mother says. Okay, anyways, <laughs> in all seriousness, sorry about that. Uh, yes, you can find me, of course right here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends and guests. And every Tuesday night, that's right, Tuesday night, Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m., you can find me on Gaming After Dark with none other then the guest here tonight: Noof, Nukem and Titan Drago. And uh, yes, uh, we have some guests tomorrow night: Doggy Dog 420, and we have Gaming Forte. And it's going to be one hell of a ride, as it always is. You could follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end. And uh, yes, I'm always up to some high jinks. If anybody saw my last video, uh, I post video. That was actually I got quite another, funny. Uh,
0: quite funny. Uh,
1: I've got a whole whack of them coming out, so uh, stay tuned because uh, man. I've got ideas for days, and I plan on executing them. Uh, Also, you can follow me on the PlayStation 5 and on the Xbox Series X under the same name, all one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am The Mag. You can follow me there. Anyways, guys, it was a great show as always. Boom, thank you so much for having me. As always, everybody have a great night. We'll see you next week.
0: Yep. And uh, everyone, like I said, thank you so much for supporting double barrel gaming and uh, this particular show each and every Monday evening. Uh, The, uh, we, we love doing this. We love being here uh, for your entertainment and uh, we don't ask for much, but if you are enjoying the content before you get on out of here, make sure you hit that like button and share this out on social media to maybe get some other gamers to listen to this program. Uh, And, and of course, We'll be back next Monday evening, but I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. And I think it will, it goes a long way, especially in the current times that we're dealing with and he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.